You are about to opt in to Monerotopia, a show for the Monero community where all are welcome to join. From noob to maxi, no matter what bags you hold. Just sit back and relax to the sweet sounds of Monero's latest progress. Or if you're feeling inspired, join us on stage. Remember, the only thing that can stop Monero is a false belief that it can be stopped. And if you want to win the revolution faster, we recommend you remove your XMR from all custodial exchanges immediately. Warning, boating accidents are common around here. Don't forget to properly secure your private keys. Monerotopia starts now. Ah, <laughs> hello, right. we made it alive. All Just right. want to make sure. We had to switch our coffee cups last second. We wanted our fabulous little coffee. Cheers. Cheerios, guys. Wow. Oh, yeah. Hold on, I'm kind of getting my bearings here. It's my first sip of coffee for the day. <sighs> We're back. We're back. Uh, but yeah, I don't have to put the banner anymore because obviously the conference is over. <laughs> I was like, I feel like I'm missing something on screen. The banner conference. Over. The conference is over. Here we go. Thank you feels, all for joining us. Feels so good, right? It feels great, but then also, you know, it was it was a lot. It was a lot, and now it's like we were on a high, and now we're coming back. Yeah, it feel, feels to, empty now. Post traumatic stress. I mean, it will never be empty because there's just lots. To- here we are. Here we are. You want to show people the the mugs and all the, our little swag. Oh, for those who didn't yeah, attend, who didn't show yeah, this was our... Who uh, couldn't, we're sorry. You know, it was a little far, but... These are our swag guy, the conference badges Ooh. made of clay. Handmade. Yeah. Her name was Christine. It's pretty awesome. For the VIPs. She was paid... Well, she was given the down payment in Monero. And she went for the actual... She only kept a, a small portion of Monero. These were the tumblers. We have a, a lot of leftover tumblers somehow. Um, well, I, they... don't know, I don't know what happened there. Well, because they got delivered. We like, got They got delivered like... This like on Saturday in the afternoon, so which by then people were like, "Woo!" Oh, Jesus. the mugs, awesome mugs, good stuff. But I'd say, you know, out of out of ten, what would you what would you rate? Like, obviously, we had issues, right? We had we issues, had, but honestly, AV, I think like nine. We had, we had the power. Honestly, like everyone. I mean, we were both running around like maniac. Every person I spoke to was just like they'd just stop me and be like, "Oh my god, this is so fun! This is awesome!" So that that was. That yeah, was I very think... kind, and you know that made us keep pushing forward the entire weekend because every person that stopped me, at least, and I'm assuming you too, would and be like, "At be the awesome. conference, had an amazing time." Yeah, um, I mean, it was nice weather. I was scared about the rain. We got uh, um, tents and everything, but for the most part, it only rained what Saturday in the afternoon, right before the VIP party. Yeah, but that ended like... up being like magical. I was in the dome. Yeah. Like, everybody was huddled in the dome. We had that's when we had the Monero Dev talk so we had the panel up there uh and the storm rolled in was, that was actually was pretty pretty, pretty awesome i was like walking in the dome to the to vip because i left a little early to go prep the, the vip dinner place and i was like walking all of a sudden i just started it just started pouring i had a table mat so i was like hiding in the corner until like the rain calmed down which never did so then i had to call because it was only like a five minute walk <laughs> i was like i can't do this so it was uh it was pretty funny. I was laughing by myself on the street because I was like, this is, of course, yeah. is going to happen. I mean, mistakes were definitely made, uh, but overall, it was. Oh, yeah. I, I really can't. It ended up being better I than I couldn't have hoped for expected. anything better. I mean, that losing power, you know, that's, that's kind of out of our hands. I guess we should have been more prepared. We could have had to like a, realize that their infrastructure wasn't the best and had a backup generator. 
Well, so the uh, venue, I think, also. But for people there, that didn't really affect them. No, they it just didn't. like they it walked the out of the dome and continued their day. So we apologize and we're sorry. For people at virtuals. home watching, yeah, I feel bad. Um, but there were troopers. Majority were troopers. They understood. They like hung around. Then the stream went off. I mean, the thing is, the venue itself, like, I don't think they expected that large of a crowd or that much power usage because they even said it like even on like Saturday morning, they're like, wow, we didn't really expect this, which is fine, even though we kept telling them. But, you know, we're from here. They're from there. It's a different expectation. Yeah. They thought they had it all under control. Unfortunately, they just, you know, it, it wasn't their fault. They just didn't realize how big the event was going to be. But like the, the content, the content was insane. Um, oh yeah it's so much good i have to go back and watch like hours and hours of content a lot of it because i was running around um but the content that i personally caught was was epic i mean even from, from day one yeah i right? saw the panels i'd like stop in and be like wow this is pretty we, cool we kicked off the conference the stage looked really pretty too i was like every time i watched it, i was like wow we, banner in the background thank you cake yeah it was beautiful it was, we kicked off the con conference with uh, andre from xano I thought that was an historic Q&A session, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, like, that, would, that just really set the stage for the whole weekend. And, yeah, just just not so... Oh, just... And having all the privacy tech projects involved, um, there was... I mean, we, we literally watched, watched the different tech project teams uh, coordinate, uh, communicate, and get together, and debate at one point i don't know if you were there when giannic gave his i no, talk. i like was in and out but i wanted to i really want i, I will listen to that talk because yeah giannic gave it. a talk it was a great talk on monero but then at the end of it he kind of compared he had a matrix compared all the different privacy tech projects which led to some controversy and how and how he uh filled out that that matrix uh i think there was there were some mistakes on it uh, but it it it, uh, it caused a little ruckus among. Those, yeah, that was funny. Watching. And I walked in, and they were all just gathering around. But like, it was a great talking. moment. It was a great moment because then, then we had you know we had the Zano team debating with Gianic, and we had Ox in there talking and giving him feedback. All happening live in person, not on Twitter. You know, <laughs> and people because of this, the end result was people getting along. Like Gianic left that, you know, and he told me how you know how he. Really, uh, he likes Andre and he really appreciates the Zano team, you know, despite uh, some of the uh, misinformation that he put out there. Um, so all, all in all, I'd say it was oh, Peter Tao. You're yeah, I'm going up. through all like our like people that tweeted pictures. So just going through all oh, that was the Geonic. It was a blur. I know. That's why I want to like look at them right now. <laughs> I gotta go back. It was like, I mean, we have. The dome was really cool. What, 30 hours? Because we had two stages. So I could, the amount of footage we have is just. And we had the remote. Thank you for all that joined us. I mean, you know, I think for the most part, that kind of went um, aside from the the power outage in the beginning. But then we were able to like, kind of sh shift it. Um, but, yeah. But yeah, let's get, we have a bunch of people here that want to yeah. right. join in in the reminiscing, right? Yeah. Um, I guess, what do you want to do? Do you want to move on to price or you want to add the people that are on stage right now? You tell me uh, what is the best route. I guess let's get everybody up here, right? And then we can all go. Okay, let's do that. So let's uh, do our little branding for our guests. So let's do. Let's go straight to guests. The Monerotopia guest segment is sponsored by Cake Wallet. Store, send, receive, and exchange your Monero and Bitcoin safely on iOS and Android too. Cake Wallet is open source, and you always control your own keys. Ha 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 ha! Hello. Hello. How's it going? Hi, privacy dad. Privacy Hi, dad. dad. Good. Hi, body. Hey. 
<laughs> Dad, well done. Well done. <laughs> um, I guess let's go around one by one. Um, Dan, it looks like you're chilling on a roof. Right with... I, I, that's exactly where I am, in a hammock <laughs> on a roof. On a hammock. Oh, I'm jealous. Are you still in Mexico City? Are you still in Mexico City? No, I'm, I'm back down in Tulum. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. It's uh-huh. so terrible. <laughs> Such a terrible transition. Yeah, I don't know if you can hear the ocean. Um, uh, no, we can just hear you and your smile. <laughs> we can hear that right. smile. And I got these awesome sunglasses I, I picked Look, up at Monerotopia. Uh, there you go. And everyone asked for those. They're it was actually like, yeah. funny. We still had a, a bunch left. Nice. Um, yeah, so we uh, I sold them. But, uh, yeah, everyone was uh, very uh, – excited about the glasses about the swag so i think again once again we did well in the swag we hope Dad, Dad, what, was, what was your take on the conference oh man it was amazing um i wish i had more time to um check out some of the some of the sessions that were going on and listen to more of the talks but um yeah that was like that it kind of blew my mind like where like everybody came from like all over the world <laughs> um that was pretty amazing um, and, and like even the people who came from all over the world, like that's not even where they were from. They were like just travelers from, <laughs> you know, I guess kind of like me, like they, they grew up in one country and then they, they were living in another country. And um, a lot of it for for um, for, you know, tax and privacy purposes. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was a really cool crowd. Um, I met a lot of really interesting people. And um, and um, I, it, like it was it was it was more than I expected, so I'm like already like waiting for the tickets to come out for next year. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Did you uh, did you make any good connections? Any any new clients for your for your tax? Um, uh, yeah, there's there's definitely. Um, it, um, I don't know what's going to come out of it yet, but but yeah, there's definitely like some great people. I'm just going to keep the conversations going and and see where they go. Um, but there was a lot of people interested in the in the tax stuff. Um, so that's uh, I'm, I'm working on the book right now. So hopefully um, I'm I'm trying to get the first draft done in about three months, and hopefully get it released in six. So um, uh, it's it's basically going to be about um, legally not paying um, tax in the U.S. Um, legally not feeding the IRS. Um, and, uh, I think there were, there were a lot of people who were really interested in that and they had some interesting takes on it too. So like, you know, what I really want to do is, is make sure that this book kind of covers like all the, all the grounds and issues and concerns that, that everybody has, um, so that it's, it's actually useful for everybody. So sweet, sweet. Um, buddy, what's going on, man? Hey guys. What, what, What was your take? What was your overall take on the conference? It was amazing. Sweet it's good to hear. <laughs> Every person. I think we got a lot of people that wouldn't have otherwise been able to make it uh, by having it in Mexico City. Yeah, I feel so. Right, like people that came in from from all over the world. Is that what you're referring to? What what, what people? No, just uh, in general. Yeah, that's um, it's easy to get into Mexico City. Mexico is open like through all of COVID. They're a very welcoming company. Uh, country company. <laughs> <laughs> company. <laughs> Uh, what do you think, man? You think uh, next year we should do to Mexico again? I mean, I live in Mexico, so that makes it really <laughs> convenient for me. So I would say yes. Yeah, I don't know. I, I love Mexico. Dan, what do you think? Obviously, a, a yes for Mexico. Yeah, definitely. But I think that's a really good point because I mean, like, like um, I have I have relatives here, like you know, like uh, like family who are who are Mexican nationals, and for them to come to the U.S. to visit us, it's a pain in the ass. Um, so like, I totally get that. Like there's visa requirements and you have to like 
you know, just like like we, we kind of take this for granted when we grow up in the U.S., but like to, you know, to travel abroad, we're like totally privileged. But to come into the United States, like even as like a, a visitor, like you have to show bank statements, you have to show you have money, you know, in your home country and a reason to return and like all this other stuff. It's it's insane. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people that wouldn't have been there if we did it in Miami um, that came in from various countries that just wouldn't want to deal with the hassle of coming into the U.S., which is, uh, which is unfortunate. Uh, pri- Privacy Dad, what's going on, man? You, you were actually Hello. watching from home. and you did great yeah. On that, what, what was your take on the conference? I was, uh, it was a really good experience, actually, in the, uh, on the remote stage. Really smooth uh, after the you know the first hiccups, but, <laughs> but <laughs> pretty all, smooth. After wow. Well, after after a Saturday morning, yeah. <laughs> but um, no, it was great. Um, I, I it felt special to just be able to have direct access to the speakers in in a way that maybe on the live stage would be a bit more difficult. You'd have to be a bit braver to ask a question in front of all those people, I think. And and on the chat, you just put it in, and then and then uh, that guy Alex, uh, great great guy yeah. by the way, he uh, he would read them out, and uh, he didn't miss any questions. So it was a good experience. Yeah, Sweet. thank you. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. we kind of threw Alex into the line. I know he did there. a great job, I don't though. Think he knew <laughs> yeah, he was a really decent guy. What what uh, what was uh, a question I have for you is I I just had the the one camera feed on the stage, and I, I wonder. Like what was going on around that? So you were in a kind of dome. Chaos. Uh, well, <laughs> so there there were two stages, right? So there was the remote stage. Yeah. The live stage. Yeah, those chairs. No one was at the remote stage. In yeah, person. most most people, like a lot of people, didn't even know it was taking place because it was upstairs in a, in okay. a loft area, and then so downstairs is where all the action was happening outside. That's where we had. Oh yeah. Um, all the vendors set up. We had the the marketplace going. That's where we had you know the dome. That's where we had the, the privacy tech area with the uh, and the DJ. So a lot of people workshop. didn't even know that the workshop was down there. So we, uh, I guess we kind of did a bad job at communicating that. We did have a map. I mean, I had a I map, but no, didn't know. no one didn't know. <laughs> yeah. And it was kind of a a vast area. Uh, so nice. No, they just didn't know how to find their way there. And what were the workshops about? Oh, sorry. A few signs might have helped in, in hindsight, just putting up a couple of signs. Yeah. I did, but no one's like, they weren't large, but like yeah. I did oh. like in the entrance. Yeah, obviously you didn't know, but I did like print them before. You see right here while I'm walking over here on the left, I guess, obviously they were tiny signs. Yeah, I can see. But, oh, okay. yeah, and I then this it. was the privacy yeah, area. Tiny little signs. I'd, I had signs. <laughs> it was better than nothing. <laughs> Yeah, people didn't notice. I clearly. also think, obviously, mo- so this is a remote area. you know, as those talks were going on, the in person were going on as well. So I think rightfully chose the dome, right? Yeah, they wanted to be. <laughs> but there were times stuff. where, like, I went up and a lot of people were sitting there, like, depending. I yeah, yeah. there was a couple of big talks that people came yeah. that people recognize and were to watch. I think Rucknium got a person. Yeah, Sarang. I think Sarang. Sarang. I think um, like everyone for the most part, it was just like yeah people remembering it was up there because there was just so much going on with the bazaar, talking to people as you're walking around, the live talks. But the, the dome was, was yeah. you know, there was yeah. dome all, like at all times. Dome had a, had a really nice crowd oh, the yeah. entire time. Yeah. How did the workshops go? They the went workshops really, really were, well. Like, that was probably the, the, the thing I was most impressed by. I, I, I wasn't really sure how that was going to work out going into this. Um, I think we have Tuxedo on, right? Yeah. Let's yeah. bring Tuxedo up for a sec. Tuxedo was helping there. to run the workshop. If you want to mute yourself, unmute yourself. Tuxedo. Oh, Tuxedo, where are you? 
Oh, wait, he went off again. Oh, he went off. Oh, here you go. Hello. Uh, I think you're Hello. Hi, can you hear me? Yep, we can hear my you. son. My son. Live on air. My adopted son uh, by by week's end. Yeah, week's we're end. all hanging out all day long. <laughs> we went. We saw the pyramids together. Oh yeah, it was great. It was great. It was great. Well, but what you what you think of the workshops? It was actually really good. I was I was surprised. I mean, it's not like it was like you know like a ton of people, but in comparison to the fact that the speakers were happening at the same time, I was like, wow, there's a lot of people actually came over yeah. to like sit through the whole workshops. It was kind of packed. And so you had, you had the privacy tech, you ran one of the privacy tech workshops, right? I guess you helped out with all the workshops. Oh uh, yeah, I did the, I ran the privacy tech one and the de-googling your phone graphene OS one. And then I, I helped out with uh, the other Monero ones. Yeah. And so the other Monero, I know we had like Monero 101 where we just tell people how to essentially download a wallet and write down your private keys, whatnot, the basics of Monero. But then we also had an advanced Monero where people learned how to get a full node up and running, correct? Did, did anybody actually walk away like with that knowledge and you know ability? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There were several people. That one was definitely a bit harder to get everyone's stuff set up because everyone is using like not everyone is using the exact same version of linux using the same system but yeah no uh most people that came to that they ended up with a a full node that was running and they could go home and use that that is amazing that is amazing and so and those people brought their own equipment like brought their own computers yeah pretty much pretty much everyone had their own laptop or computer they brought and we, we helped them set it up so yeah, privacy data. That, that that was kind of the lowdown on that. It, it, it worked out very well. And oh, and then we had uh, Spanish speakers, right? I didn't. Un, Andreas ran a Monero one hundred and one Spanish, and then Daniel pretty, from Nim also. They Daniel both from yeah, Nim yeah. also ran it. In yeah, Spanish. they both. Did so I think we, we had a pretty decent Spanish crowd at some point, right? Yes, we did. Look Andres. Oh wait, I muted you. Hold on. Wait. Okay, now. Hello. No, I'm, I'm muted. Yeah, How are perfect. You? Look at that. It's like you knew we were talking about you. <laughs> yeah, just casually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? How is your son? How's your son? <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm doing anyway, great. Uh, I must say, the pyramids were so great. Oh, Amazing really? to see them all. Well, all, all of them. them. All of them. The yeah, museum. We, yeah. we, 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 we wouldn't know. We only know from we your only stories. Know very from much. your stories, your pictures. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? You know, our they son were very, great. very nice. Beautiful. Thank, thank you for yeah. sharing that with us. Even better than the cave. With food on it, yes. So yes, we had Spanish uh, Spanish workshops. I basically I did the equivalent to speak to Chill's Monero 101 uh, workshop for beginners. Uh, We had a couple of people there, and um, there were many in the Spanish uh, workshop, but. Uh, it was interesting because um, I had the opportunity to have very hands-on with each of them, uh, each of the people present there. I even took notes for changes and for things that we should at least um, uh, implement on the wallets oh, as a whole, good. in Monerujo, but also in Cake or whatever. Awesome. I mean, pain points for adoption. You cannot really tell. Some of them we cannot we cannot do without. Nodes are always going to be nodes, but but some some they are they're interesting the seas and all that. So it was it was very interesting. Not um I got many people like uh, reaching out to me, um, thanking me, especially in Spanish for for what I've talked about, uh, for the workshops and for the help that I've been doing. So I uh, I guess there is a need, uh, such a thirst 
for Spanish uh, content about Monero. Um, so I will see, and some of us will see if we can fill that void. There Vera was also over there, Vilovera, doing who is basically the Spanish dog. YouTube channel. Like... I call him the Spanish dog because he's the <laughs> I only. Him, I think like once actually. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, talk, I know. He, I didn't really, really like talk, talk to him because I, I don't think he likes talking at all. He doesn't like it. That's yeah. true. I think it's one of those cases where he doesn't like it more than his own capabilities of Spanish. But we'll get um, but yeah, he's a very prolific um, YouTuber, regularly sponsored by Cake. Uh, in Spanish content about Monero, Monero mining, Monero everything. So he's really good, and um, and well, um, I will try to do something as well to create more content in Spanish. But the people were very very thankful for that. Uh, you could see that uh, when you are in Monero land for a while and you understand English even a bit, uh, you get used to it. But then you notice on these events that are very great, you notice the amount of people that. Are really are left out of the thing just because it's not on their native language. So I will stop talking now, talking now, but um, I encourage everyone, everyone that not even Spanish speaker, but also like any other language speakers to produce stuff in their own languages about Monero because it's really useful. It, it looks like it's yeah. not worth it, but in the end, there are a lot of people that are out of, out of the thing just because of language barriers. barriers. Address. Maybe the most important thing we learned was not to translate tail emission directly. I was so afraid for two seconds there. How, how, do, Why, you, how do you say it in Spanish? Uh, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> oh my you almost got me there. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was Francis. Francis yeah. almost trapped you. That's hilarious. Yeah. Imagine me just giving out a talk and the the huge uh, Arctic mine approaches the mic and says he's going to ask you a question and you start trembling and say, what the fuck is he going to ask me about? And then it's a translation issue. So, yes, yes. Oh. <laughs> it's just putting like, it together. No, I <laughs> thought so. I thought so, but I was like, I don't, I don't know, know what he's writing. I don't know why we're writing. treating it like a word that can't be. Oh. Yeah. The, the problem is that tail doesn't really have an exact direct translation. You yeah. just kind of use butt. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's about emission. It's, it's, it's a basically fart. a fart. Yes. So the security of Monero in the long term is secured by farts. <laughs> if you can come up with a with a smart acronym in English that, that spells farts, it would be alright. Okay. It's Otherwise, very, it's just very fart. environmentally friendly, right? Yeah. Really power to, to power Monero. Oh my god. Depending oh. who you ask for, I mean, trying to get rid of cows just for that reason. I don't agree. <laughs> The last thing they will take out from me is is basically cows. I don't know. Andres, you have any you have any stats on downloads of Monero? Because uh, a cake announced and DM me as well. He showed me that they had a a major like uptick in downloads during Monerotopia. Yeah, Obviously, I, mean, I don't think it was just because of Monerotopia. We had the you know Bitcoin uh, network getting seized up essentially. But uh, out of that. Um, which I think was made perhaps even more telling was the, the largest increase came out of Mexico and Colombia. Oh. Like in Mexico, it was like a 300% increase over the past seven days of download, uh, which is really well, exciting to see. I uh, have no idea because I haven't prepared at all for this call. <laughs> <laughs> I'm busy looking at your pictures. And, uh... Actually, 
five minutes ago, I was just making mashed potatoes. So, um, <laughs> but but I can say this. Um, no. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure we had a lot of more downloads. Yeah, look it up. I'm curious because that that was. I don't do as much as a good job as you do, so probably cake. Maybe, maybe. I'm curious. I'm curious. I'm curious if it affected you guys. Yeah, I would check. Um, and yeah, like you know, for you to be clear, like yeah, Andres didn't just do the workshop. He also gave a talk, and it was funny because when you were about to go up, like we had this conversation. You gave me this look. You had this like fear in your face, like this is going to be horrible. It's just going to be me Mm -hmm. on stage. Nobody's going to be in the room because I'm beginning Spanish. And it ended up being quite the opposite. And like people just kind of came from out of nowhere that were native Spanish speakers and filled the room. It's fantastic. The room was always packed. Yeah, but I'm saying for we were very concerned that when he went up, like because. I had to ask because it looked like number, yeah. <laughs> it was it was a tricky moment because it was Saturday morning and we had a lot of like technical issues at the same yeah. time. So yeah. no, really? the previous no, but so the previous talk um we spoke before or, you. It was um so it oh looked, it was Luke, yeah. Ah, it was yeah. The, like yeah, some people told me that it's the fake Andres because we look kind of similar. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> so we all have like doppelgangers yeah you know everywhere uh, <laughs> it's like are you going next to that guy i said yes oh you're like just, the spanish so, person so you're speaking in spanish so people can tell you apart yeah yes i know i know i know it. um people people believe they are very funny when they're on a conference and having drinks um this is true thing. and most of them most of them are um so yeah, so it, it got me really scared because the previous conference, uh, the previous talk was in English and they had issues near towards the end. And some people were like, uh, should we stay? Should we go? Is the, talk, the talks are going to like just cut for a while there? And it was my turn. And everybody that I could see looked like the same people that were on the English talk. So I assume they are there to listen to English content. So the moment that I say hola instead of hello, everybody was just leave the room <laughs> leave the room and come back in luckily come back in an hour so i ask you because i was worried like man this is going to be like a hit for your conference we came from the from the technical issues and then people leave because in spanish and then you have to rally them up together again like no i promise you the next talk is in english please come back to the, to the <laughs> stage but surprisingly like i i you had were to, interested yeah, I had to just do the, the whole classroom thing. Everybody raised their hand who is to at least understand Spanish. Uh, most of them did. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay, good. So, so, okay. so there you I go. Guess, it was a success. I, I think it'll become a great, great resource now, too. we got to get it out there to the Spanish community. People can yeah. Watch that, that's what you said. It's like uh, it's a resource. And I, I agree. It's, it's, it's nice to have more resources so people can link, them, link to them afterwards for eternity. And um, and I also what I've been working on is I had my notes for the for the talk. That of course is not the same as the talk. Um, some people change. Uh, some things change when I when you had to say it in public. But it kind of roughly is the same. So I will be I will be revise them and publish them online uh, along with the slides. So if people want to read to a written version of my talk instead of listening to me that also is going to be public sweet so uh, why why we have you guys here in tuxedo jump jump back up if you can yeah I, oh here he is um yeah. feedback i obviously so like we, we pointed out the obvious right like sign the power mm-hmm. issues uh the internet 
I think uh, I think next time we'll need a new like a, a, full, a local Monero node running so wallets can function better in addition to just internet. But just if you could go around, what what are you know thoughts, feedback, positive things, things that like why it's fresh in your mind that we could uh, write down and remember for for next year? Uh, Andreas, you want you want to go first? Anything that comes comes to mind? Yeah, yeah, I have I have something that could be improved. Um, and again, I uh, I had a sense of that just as as an attendant to the conference. But then when I did the Spanish workshop, it was hyper super clear to me that perhaps we should have in this kind of conference i'm trying to mix like regular people that are not already monero with people that are already monero especially mm -hmm. for example for the, for the vendors and all uh it wasn't enough just just have a call before and um, talk through them like how to set up a wallet actually you need a damn workshop and yes. get everybody with a functioning wallet mm -hmm. uh because for what I've told, what I've seen in the in the workshops, um, in the workshop, is that they get stuck either on the seed thing or the nose thing or the or the. But well, how do I receive? Uh, is this is this uh, the same if I is is this my address? No, no, this is not your address. It's just your seed. Uh, okay, okay. So what is it that I have to give to people? And then we have the whole QR code uh, error on iOS. But but even that would have been solved by the moment of the conference if we had like the, just the previous day mm -hmm. uh like a, an actual workshop yes just everybody gathered together on one room everybody bring out their phones and you leave this room with a receiving wallet at least a receiving wallet um yeah. uh, that so that will be help a lot because then when you go to the vendors half of them took monero some of them don't some of them do but just the people with the phone is not just here right now come back later and you can tell that it's mostly education that they're lacking it's not it's not like they don't want to or something like that mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's something really new to them and they are not used to um the confirmation times for example so this is normal they see the the money this is monero issues right it's not your fault but it's like they see the money coming in but it's not um unlocked so they freak out they don't see the balance Unlocked, so it's like, oh, okay. yeah, it looks like it, it came through, but but it's not mine yet. So just just one workshop before that, and the whole experience for everybody else uh, over there will be much seamless. Uh, you will feel more that yes. Monero is, is is accepted everywhere, and you can trade with everyone. Yeah, that, that's the that's the thing at the top of my mind as well, right? To improve that, yeah. I kind of knew this is how it was going to go down. You know, we gave it our best shot because we're yeah, it's, we're it's very hard. We work with them hard. ahead of time. My hope was that the Monero community would kind of like take over that day and try to onboard people, which they did. A lot of people did do that. Mm -hmm. We got but, a lot of helpers. Um, yeah, I was but too distracted was... to focus on. I mean, that's like that's like a uh, you needed someone a four hour to that. mission, yeah. you know, to, sure, sure. to do that. Um, but we did. I mean, we got we did a decent. We got round, like two like... two weed vendors that were accepting it all day. The, neck, the, the earrings, the earrings person, the no. person selling uh, mezcal drinks, um, the person selling the the tacos. Which, oh, the torta things, oh, which we God, didn't so realize it was all yeah, vegetarian that... until two days into the <laughs> that conference. That was hilarious. So, <laughs> yes, yes. Like just... what? I'm like that's vegetarian. Like I, had I was very skeptical. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, vegan. A couple okay. of yeah, vegan chorizo. I know she's like vegan chorizo. Like I, I vegan or chorizo. Yeah, I bought most of them out at the end. 
so mm-hmm. I don't even know. It was it's pretty nice way to obtain obtain some Monero the pesos at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't even know how much, right? It was I don't know. It was pretty significant. There was it was pretty significant. Um, but yeah, definitely agree with that. I also think too, if we do it, obviously, if we did it in the same venue next year, and we did it with Jimena, who runs that marketplace, mm-hmm. she really gets it now, and so she would have time to maybe even just curate the marketplace in a way where only vendors that are willing to accept Monero are the ones that even participate, right? So, yeah, uh, maybe she'd be able to help us curate. Oh yeah, she definitely was very interested. I mean, open to it. Even, even if we do it elsewhere in Mexico, she could probably just run the the vending for us. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how the arrangement went uh, with her, but m- maybe it's difficult to get everybody uh, at the same place one day if they are not going to sell anything in that particular day. Maybe they are just busy or every day. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. imagine just, I don't know, Friday uh, Friday was the first day. You have to come by on Friday morning yeah, for our of... workshop. If you don't do that, you cannot sell during yes. the conference or something like that. I mean, yeah. So because they were only that... Saturday and Sunday, yeah. So it was like difficult because we were running yeah, around. Saturday, and then they're, Saturday all, they're morning, all setting they're up. They're like there. Yeah, they're all setting. They up. were aware yeah. of it, so it wasn't like that bad. Because like it's not like oh, we showed up Saturday and we were like, hey, can mm-hmm. you download? We like told them a week before, or she did, Jimena did, but and she spoke to a few of them. But yeah, people have you know their lives, and yeah, yeah. you just have to dedicate. So that would be useful. And then we did have wall, we did have wallet issues, right? It was yeah, a, it was a, <laughs> well, the internet, yeah, it was the internet, but it was also I think we just had issues with the nodes. I mean, yeah, if we, if we had our own local node r- running there that everybody can use, I think that would that would help, right? I mean, you you guys tell me you're you're more technical. Uh, yeah, that will help a lot because, but again. Um, um, well, in Cake, it's, I think it's kind of similar the way that you have to customize your node. Mm-hmm. But if we had issues just with addresses and, and very basic stuff like that, you have to, to tell people how to configure their own private node, mm-hmm. uh, the custom node. What I mean, so, yeah, yes. it will be afterwards. It will be easier and faster. But at, at the beginning, it will be very confusing. And, you, and then you can just select it. Yeah, you have to select it, but people would try yeah. to use that after the conference as well. I mean, you, um, so you have to teach, basically, you have to teach them how to change the node that they are using, Yeah, which is not in- intuitive for most people. It would be, but like, I-, I think that would need to be required for next year, to be honest, because there were some points where I literally could not sync my wallet, and I was yeah. trying to pay for Same something. Here. I was like, what yeah. is going on? It was just the internet there was bad. And then the, the cellular data was also uh, really bad. An issue, that yeah. That was an so issue. we had like a local one that was already like pretty yeah. much synced. Uh, and it just had to sync a little bit over time, I think. And then we could just, you know, everyone else could go locally to that and scan locally. Uh, that would be a lot faster, I think. But yeah, it would be a little bit hard because you'd have to, you have to help everyone set up. Oh, how do you connect to this one? You know, uh, and then it's you'd have pretty to straightforward. Sure in yeah. Yeah. No, it's not too hard though. And Cake Wallet makes it easy to. I don't think it would be. I think it'd be a good thing to show people, right? Yeah, yeah. All the all these things are straightforward, uh, private debit. It's just like I mean, these people are coming from zero, right? Like they're coming yeah. from yeah. Like, they've heard the word Bitcoin, right? But they've never used crypto. Obviously, some of them have. Um, actually, I think it would be if you had like, the, the weed dealers are already kind of onboarded to crypto. Like they already, <laughs> yeah, I already got. I already got, I already got, I already got Why is that? Yeah. <laughs> If you had the uh, the node address up on a board or something, and maybe a, a screenshot of, you know, you go to connection and sync in Cake Wallet, and then you just select that number. Yeah, um, <laughs> like the sign. I'm I'm a beginner, and I, I 
I, you know, I figured that out. Yeah. Private privacy yeah. dad. You think, uh, we'll have you down there in person next year in Mexico. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I, I have some feedback as a, from the streaming, uh, perspective. Go for it. Um, so I had, I often had, uh, both at the same time, you know, and I would, I would jump around between the live stage and the remote stage. And I was thinking if you, cause, um, I'm not that interested in the, the very high tech stuff, the math, the ones with the math formulas and things. And if you matched a, uh, like a lower tier one with a very advanced one at the same time, then people like me and you labeled them, then people like me could just go, always go with the one that's appropriate to them. Gotcha. <clears throat> the people that are virtual at least could do that. Yeah, they could. They, yeah, we yeah it took it would take me like five or 10 minutes to figure out, oh, this is way over my head. Gotcha. It's kind of pointless for me to sit here and listen to this. So then I would switch. And then I would have missed the beginning of the other one, I guess. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, okay. So, so have different so kind, categories kind of on like, like newbies. Like advanced yeah. Or, yeah. Okay. yeah. Easy, medium, advanced or something yeah, like that. I got yeah, cool. I got it. I love that. Yeah. Because, yeah, some yeah. of them were just too technical and they were kind of like, what is going on? Yeah, I didn't have a clue. And they get discouraged okay. and like freak out. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> that makes a hundred. <laughs> And and some of your uh, talks were really educational for the for the beginner level, um, like for example the the Luke one that was uh, at the start on Saturday, and yeah, those recordings I think would be really good um, educational material to just have on your website too for for teaching about Monero. Sweet, great idea. Um, Tuxedo, you want to throw some uh, feedback out there about your workshop? Or, or in general, anything, in Any, general? anything about yeah. Monerotopia ideas for, for next year, improvements to be made? I thought it went pretty well. I mean, I didn't get to see as many of the talks as I wanted to just because I was like helping out the workshops. Um, but it was it was pretty good. It was pretty hype. Uh, and I think everyone there like is pretty happy to be there. It's just the worst thing was obviously like kind of out of your control, which is like the, the power and stuff. Uh, and then, of course, the Internet, like that's just kind of what we're dealing with in that venue. Uh, but if the, if the venue itself could like uh, get the power to be like more reliable, I don't know how it's an idea. <laughs> uh, but if, if the power didn't like go out, that would be pretty good. That would have been. Like, yeah. That would have been. Cause great. I think that messed up the live stream like a few times. Yes. Yeah. 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 It was just like chaos. Well, I part of the problem switching. was they, they, they had to just, switch grids or something. They, they were switch grades. switch <laughs> from a generator yeah. to the grid without telling us. And they did that like, like they literally, I saw them. They were like about to do I'm like, what are you doing? They She's even like, oh, us. we didn't do it. But then my internet went off and I'm like, no. We just see them like That's at a hilarious. battle. Like, what are you about to do? They're like, we're doing the lecture. Yeah, they're like, we have to. I'm like, couldn't you do it before the conference started? So yeah, oh, the one thing that they, sucked they, is that I couldn't use the TV basically the whole time I had my workshops because it just kept turning. Oh no. So I just I just had to switch my laptop and show everyone my tiny screen for the stuff I was showing. But uh, oh yeah, I feel bad for Woodser because during his talk that went out like. That was the most. Oh, it yeah. went out like His four times. But we have the recording, so someone recorded it. We're going to publish that a couple Once of weeks. Once again, the vibe was so good. The content <laughs> was so was great so that awesome, everybody just though. put up with it. I mean, yeah. those, those those that were there, I don't think noticed. noticed. It was just the it was like the, I'm, I'm used to I'm used to dealing with those power issues down here. <laughs> so what I, what I did is I actually like, um, well, I have like a solar setup and everything, but for like the internet and like the like really like critical stuff, I I basically got like a car battery sized like LiPo battery, mm. um, hooked it up to like a couple different like um, transformers and stuff, um, so that it's it, it it's not like 
Uh, well, long story short, everything's on battery backup and it lasts like a really, a really long time. Um, but, uh, but it's not like, it's not just like one of those like cheap UPS things that last for five minutes. So that, that might be, that might be something to get you over these little bumps when they switch the power. Cause yeah, like they, it's not like, um, it's not like a grid tie system where like they like, you know, combine the two power grids. They have to like disconnect one and switch it over to the other. Um, yeah, I think next year we'll, we'll bring our own generator, you know, bat- <laughs> large batteries. We'll bring it in the suitcase. Like we'll, <laughs> we'll bring our own internet. Well, we'll, we'll, you know, you can, we'll you can probably stuff. find stuff down there. Like, and, and yeah, yeah. And yeah, there's, there's, there's possibilities. Yeah, yeah. I think, I'm yeah, kidding, if, we, if we were to do it at the same venue next year, we would show up like a couple of days early and oh, we, yeah. would, we would hire somebody to kind of build out our own infrastructure for electric and internet, right? So up and running the entire yeah, time. Everything's unpredictable. Like even the grid itself is, is, can be unpredictable. Did you guys feel an earthquake on Saturday morning? No, but I was told. Oh, really? I was like, "What?" I guess because we were running around like maniacs, like we just went with the shape. I, maybe because <laughs> I was on the third floor, I felt a little bit, and I was like, "I that heard was, about that it." Was I was like, to slam a door. <laughs> yeah, I heard about it. Someone like, told me. I was like, "What?" Super early Saturday morning. Yeah, or? I was told. Hmm. I was like, "What?" Oh wow! I'm like, I didn't hear any. I wouldn't feel anything. Dan, pretty- Dan, any other uh, feedback? That things that uh, come to mind. No, I think you guys touched on everything. Like I, like I was, um, I was really impressed by it. I think everything went pretty smooth. Um, but of course, I mean, I was, I was like over by my table, like just talking to everybody the whole time. So I guess I wasn't paying super close attention. <laughs> um, how, do we, how do we get more of the libertarian community involved in Monerotopia? I know you, you, you know, you're, you're pretty well connected in that area. Yeah, I tried to I tried to advertise to some of them to come out. Um, they're they're very um, they're very uh, uh, introverted. So so unless it's a libertarian convention, it's kind of tough to get them out. Um, but um, yeah, so so I, that's a question I can't answer. <laughs> All right, we could we could work on that. And yeah. uh, any, any thoughts on other locations in Mexico? You know Mexico pretty well. I mean, Tulum's kind of like. Well, so like the Roma area that we we were in, like I really got like a like kind of like hipster hipster vibe, not in the negative connotation of hipster, but like just like a cool yeah, like right. yeah, like yeah, it was it was really cool, like trendy modern. Um, Tulum is kind of like that, and and I mean one because I'm biased, but also two because like I I know the area kind of well. Um, but there's like a lot of like I see a lot of crypto stuff down here, like like small little like. I don't know, art shows and stuff like that. Um, there's, there's a lot of like really interesting, like, um, I don't know if they're actually doing DMT retreats, but like they're, they're kind of advertising that um, and like peyote and some of that other stuff. So like, there's like, you know, those, those mind retreats, there's like all kinds of like really interesting, like um, I don't know what you would call that. Like, like, you know, the, the, the new Renaissance, whatever you want to call it. Um, there's like some really cool stuff going on down there. Um, and the beaches are like amazing. Mm. Um, so, uh, you might want to look into that. Um, and, and I can definitely like, uh, I mean, Hey, if you guys want to come down here, we'll take a look around and everything else. Um, it's really an awesome place. Yeah, I'm sure the beach come down and do like... some research. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Mexico City is just so convenient. People fly in, but Tulum's not too bad, right? I guess. People... Yeah, someone wrote, need a place at, like with an inter- international airport, but I guess it's right. like easy peasy. Well, I guess you land in Mexico or. Are you going to Cancun? Cancun? Yeah, yeah. Cancun is like the big, 
like I, I, I think it's like the biggest airport on the Western Hemisphere right now. Um, like they keep setting like records, the, the amount of people that go through that airport. It's really it's really insane. But um, but from there, like you can you can hop right out of the airport and take a bus um, for like for like 10, 15 bucks and it'll take you right down to Tulum. And how long is the drive? Like probably like 40 it's minutes? About, um, maybe about two hours on the bus. Oh, okay, yeah. So, okay. yeah it's not terrible. And the buses are really nice. Like they're like, they have like, a, like they're really comfortable chairs, air conditioning. They have like TVs with movies going and everything. So it's really awesome. Cool, sweet, cool. Sweet. So we have travel just <clears> Yeah, up. I just uh, added, I, I muted you because I think, do you have headphones, Sal? Sal. Because I think I could hear us. Sorry, guys. Yeah, I, I think I have like, uh, your video channel on yeah, the yeah, but I think now it's fine. Okay, is, is it fine now? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah, I was here. Going, How's it going? Bye. Thank you for jumping on. Yeah, thank you, and uh, I would like to thank you for a really nice even because it was really fun for the whole team. We are so excited to to be there and uh, to meet all all people that that we have. So for us, it was like first, for me, it was first first on stage experience to give a, give a talk about uh, some math stuff that like I previously uh, had uh, had done with Koi like maybe approximately two years ago. And uh, to meet in person with a lot of people, it was so, so fun and so interesting. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, was that was that the first time you met Co in person? Yeah. Oh, exactly. wow. Okay. Yeah. That's because awesome. uh, all all the work we we did it was like in emails and like remotely interacting with each other. Did the Zano team walk away with any kind of like new ideas, connections, things that may that may come from the Yeah, meeting? surely. Surely because we we also um, uh, connected to several other projects, especially with Ferro guys, and we, uh, we had a really nice talk with Ruben. Uh, so I suppose that we will be developing in kind of interaction with uh, the project that are interested in developing confidential assets, like in some uh, some directions. So we have a nice talk, right, remote talk. Uh, from Dr. Sarang on remote stage that was on Lantus Paths that covering the confidential assets topic. So we are very excited that we had an opportunity to to talk in person with some with people about this topic. It was really fun. Fantastic, man. And I guess you guys all left. You guys have all now abandoned Zano and now you're full-time on Monero. Is that correct? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and also, else I would like to thank you for for the uh, Q&A session. That, uh, that was amazing. Yeah, yeah, because it, it was really, really amazing. I think I think that whole room was kind of gasping. We, we all learned a lot about the, about the history. And Andre was just so genuine up there. You know, it was, it was really nice to, to have him uh, set the stage for. Hey, there he is. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. I know. That's why I like. I need them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Now you can unmute yeah, yourself. Right Hold on, Andre. Hi there guys, you can you yep. hear me? Yeah, there you go. Hi everyone. Hello. Hey. Um, yeah, I, I just wanted to say uh, thank you everyone and uh, you guys uh, that you created such a great event. I really like it. And um, uh, for me as well as for a while, it was the first uh, experience being uh, public speaking on the stage, even though it was like relatively small event, but 
it was for me it was quite stressful and uh, douglas gave a lot of support for me so it make it uh, quite easier to overcome the stress uh also i wanted to say that the panel was quite interesting but um i think uh opening panel the, the panel was opened with a first question that was uh, uh sounded like attack on the proof of stake and i don't think um i don't think it's productive because um uh, Monero is a, I think everybody knows that Monero is the biggest and the most successful project at the moment. And uh, uh, it's, there is no need to be that defensive. Uh, this just creates unneeded resistance on the path to improve uh, technology in Monero and proof uh, consensus and the other stuff. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think it was very productive that we have all these uh, people on the panel and we had these uh, ideas, bonded. So that was that was really really interesting, and I appreciate that uh, you guys gave us a chance to speak there and be part of this event. Of Thank course. you very much. Yeah, yeah, no, we were honored to have you guys, uh, especially you know, given given your history with CryptoNote and everything, and the advancements <laughs> you guys are making in Xano. It's it's all we were honored to have you, man. So greatly appreciate it, and that you were. That you you took this moment to kind of to come out up on stage and talk and you, you did it at Monerotopia that we were we were honored man so greatly appreciate that and yeah my yeah, pleasure the proof of work versus proof of stake panel was was epic uh, I only caught parts of it because it went on I think for over an hour and a half I have to go back and watch it uh, yeah we should I, I believe we should continue this uh, discussion in a more technical way to just avoid maybe some political stuff because uh, i mean this is purely technical uh, problem and we have to come up with a better solution for monero that's what i believe and uh, my uh, job there was not to uh, shill my project or something the, the reason i was there is just to to help monero to overcome those problems and uh, if you take a look on the history back i think that because um, i'm i think i'm as proud as Zana, as proud as Monero, because uh, Monero is also based on my work and I really wish success uh, to Monero. And given this history, I think Zana is the most friendly project for Monero. So we definitely should collaborate on stuff in future and continue this way. For sure, for sure. Yeah, maybe we could, uh, you know, we could do we could do a spaces or something in, in the next couple of weeks or months. That would be, that would be amazing. We could kind of continue. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We are up for this, totally. Fantastic. What would you say kind of the, the, the major takeaways from that panel were? Um, I, I, I do feel like it kind of ended, like you said, like where more conversation still needs to happen. But were there, were there any major kind of takeaways from the panel? Um, I don't know right now. Uh, I just had a, a great impression of meeting in person uh, different people that I saw only on the Internet and uh, see what are they like in person. Uh, I think uh, all uh, because I've been like uh, working on consensus problems for uh, like uh, almost nine years. It's been on my mind. So most of the uh, things that've been spoken on the panel, all I already was uh, like aware of this because that's like very common, very uh, known problems. And um, uh, I don't, I don't think I uh, figure out something new from the panel, but I. I I, uh, I felt like I always wanted to say something on every comment. I wanted to do my comment, so it's probably look that I'm greedy for the microphone. 
because I like I wanted to say so much, so much uh, on every comment. So it probably does, didn't look nice. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but probably uh, to be more productive, uh, the better to have a panel with one to one person, so everyone have a chance to comment on the H H one reply. That's going to be more productive, I think. What do you so mean? we can bounce a panel? What, what are you saying? Explain that again. Uh, I mean that uh, if we if we uh, decide to do to continue this conversation and discussion about proof of work against proof of stake, mm -hmm. and uh, first of all, I would not position this as proof of work against proof of stake. This should be positioned as a, a, the best solution for consensus because even we in Zana, if I'm even if I'm a more proof of stake advocate, we use uh, Gibrid which is also proof of work and proof of stake. So this is not one against each other. It's just uh, searching for the best solution to secure a, to secure a transaction history. That's what it's about. And it's, uh, maybe it's better to make it not as um, like uh, opposing each other, but as a discussion for bouncing different ideas against uh, how to overcome different attack vectors in the, on consensus. And uh, I, I believe this type of conversation would be very, very productive for everyone who is involved in this. Because what we had on the panels, uh, on the panel back there, it, everyone be, became very defensive. Like, and I believe for no reason, because as I said before, uh, Monero people don't need to be like this. You're like, you don't need to prove anyone anything. You're already most the biggest and successful project. So uh, we need to make it more technical, more focused on solving problems other than uh, uh, fighting each other and proving that uh, what, whatever we use in our project is better than yours. I think it's create unneeded resistance for, for many projects that people are getting a very tribal, very defensive for whatever technologies they use. They, use, they uh, try to protect it and it's just unreasonable. If, if you haven't seen it yet, you should uh, take a look at Seth's for Privacy's talk about that. On uh, It was on the remote stage. He, t he talked about the importance of uh, being open and building bridges and, and that that was becoming a problem in the community. Yeah, absolutely. He was, I agree he was really clear. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, you know, I think it was the whole, the whole point wrong. of, uh, you know, Monero, Monero topia, right. Was to, was to push us in this direction. Um, yeah. I, I didn't go back and watch Seth's talk, but I, I, I think he, he probably did a very good job at expressing that, but that was really one of the, uh, the goals of Monero topia. And obviously, I think I think we did a good job with that, right? I think we we pushed yeah. the envelope forward on that, and uh, we'll continue to do that. Just the fact that you you guys are here right now after the case, right? And we're 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 all making progress. And that was you know that's that's I think for most people in Monero, that's something that really turned them off about Bitcoin, right? Was that extreme maxi behavior where they weren't willing to have conversations about the different design decisions that projects were taking. Instead, it was just everything's a shit coin except, except Bitcoin, as opposed to looking at it from the, the standpoint of a technologist. No, yeah. Well, we'll yeah, I was, sorry, I was just a little comment. I was pretty sure that this panel uh, will be ended with comments like, Something like, ah, oh, you're a too small project. We are just, we are just bigger than we are more secure. Every uh, conversation about that uh, ended up like that. That ah, oh, we are just bigger project. Mm -hmm. and that's just not fair. Okay, but I think that one of the the tricky things to get in a conference is uh, for this kind of discussions is that everybody knows they are on record and they are public, 
and kind of afraid that whatever they say, they will be used against them afterwards. So you have like an incentive to be um, less permissive to the other uh, point of view, if you know yes. what I mean. So Seth, that, that's an, I think Seth does a, a great job uh, about that. Uh, he gets flagged all the time <laughs> on Twitter or whatever, just for keeping an open mind or just for tending breaches and all that. Um, so I think live on a stage with live public and being broadcast, very difficult to have like a, that civil conversation where where a Monero developer is going to say, yeah, there are some merits to proof of stake that we should evaluate or and otherwise, right? So it's like tricky. It's just very, very tricky. Yeah, why, yeah. Why is it but when we when we set out to to do this, you know, Sunit and I were like looking at each other, like you know, this this was our goal, right? To bring everybody together, make it as open as possible, make it about the technology, make it about digital cash tech. But we we were concerned, right? There was that chilling effect there. Oh we yeah, were like, we were is, like, we're gonna get attacked. Is the community gonna gonna murder us for you know allowing these other projects to participate? So we like kind of slowly, slowly eased pushed that initiative promoting out, all the projects, and everybody slowly yeah. went along with it. And I think the end result yeah. was a beautiful thing. But yeah, great point, man. There, there's definitely no. I think I think you should you should keep doing just keep doing it and just keep having these panels and whatever. I'm just talking to Andre here. Don't don't feel so despair when when it's not like a coffee talk between friends saying, "Yeah, you may be right, but we are keeping proof of stake for now. We are not sure, whatever." It's not going to be like that on public. At least not for most people. Most people cannot handle the the, the side effects of of that conversation. Personally, I enjoyed having other projects there more than I thought they would. Uh, that was actually one of my big feedback points: is that I really really did enjoy uh, the panel. And I kind of wanted to echo what Andre said. When it comes to a conversation as difficult as proof of stake versus proof of work, it might be better to have a slightly smaller panel, one-on-one or maybe two-on-two, with people that are really versed on both sides of the issue. Uh, One thing that I maybe saw a little bit of from the proof of work side was some of the things that were said communicated that they didn't really understand how proof of stake works. And I feel like if you're going to be a harsh critic against something, you re- you really should understand it pretty well. Good point. Noting noting that down. So yeah, that- absolutely. Uh, most of the points that uh, Peter thought was bringing was like from 2014, and these problems uh, that he was describing, uh, we all uh, like thought have a lot of thinking about this, and uh, there is a even different solution to overcome this problem. So. What we have in in Zana, for example, it's not only one solution. There is different approaches, and uh, Oxen Project has a different approach, which also great. And uh, I just uh, felt a little bit disappointed because I I was expected like even if if I was uh, proof of work advocate, I could bring more stronger arguments for proof of work. Uh, but um, for me, for me, it was like a more biased, uh, just a just a tribal uh, fighting against each other, not for finding uh, fi- finding better better solution. And uh, I I wish we can have a uh, if if you, if you guys will be up for organizing something like that, we may have a something uh, very technical some very technical discussion uh, very focused on solving problems not for like proving someone to something to each other i would like uh, to 
to add to what Andrew said that uh, we, uh, I think, I think like me personally, uh, really enjoyed this this panel and the opportunity to publicly speak and publicly have this type of conversation. I, I think this this is very important for for the whole community and the ecosystem. And also, uh, I think that this is this topic is really comprehensive. It's it's really big and it's very very nice that you. Uh, started like, publicly discussing like that, and it's. I, I hoping that uh, in the future we will see more uh, kind of such such good conversation. And maybe because of this topic is really uh, is really difficult. Maybe we need um, more things to be discussed previously, or to, uh, or maybe to be um, to be mentioned previously, like. Uh, for instance, proof of stake is is quite a wide term. We we can use like we can mean other technologies under this um, umbrella term. So uh, or like maybe uh, are we going to discuss hybrid technologies like proof of stake plus proof of work, or we are going to discuss only uh, clean like technologies? So this is uh, very tricky questions, and maybe. Like next time, we mm, would like to to see kind of this. But anyway, it was a really great time uh, and really fun to to see such such good conversations. So thank you so much. Thank you guys. Yeah, thank you, Savel Andre. Just just one last. So, what do you guys think of Mexico or Mexico City again? Or is there some other location in the Your world? Your journey there. <laughs> well, no. In terms of uh, next Monerotopia, where where do you guys any any suggestions or thoughts on where where it should be? Mexico, Mexico is great uh, location. Uh, I've been like first time in Mexico City, but we uh, were previously we have been to, to Mexico several times. And for for people who live uh, like outside of United States, it may be easier to get there because you know it's quite hard to to get a United States visa. So. I don't know, maybe Cabo. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Mexico is amazing. Mexico is super amazing. It's a, a very exotic country for us. Um, it's very, um, very interesting. Uh, Mexico City is really beautiful. We had a few days more spending here with my with my wife, and we had a chance to explore around a little bit. It's uh, absolutely amazing. Even though we read some uh, warning. Uh, Articles about uh, crimes uh, level that is maybe not safe, but if you just avoid these red zones, it's pretty much uh, pretty much great. And the, regarding the next location, I would suggest guys come to Europe, maybe if it's not too much troubles. And if you consider Europe, uh, come to Montenegro, country where we base it right now, because it's actually a great idea because. We just uh, faced that the whole Ethereum community, like a lot of people, including Vitalik, they just uh, rented the whole small city in Montenegro and hang out there for a month or two for uh, some events. So probably Montenegro is getting close uh, to getting more crypto friendly. So maybe it's not a bad idea to come to Montenegro. Writing it down. Yeah. Always want to go. Yeah, there. We will be happy to show around you. Montenegro once, but yeah, never really hung out. I want to go there. Yeah, you know, very cool, very cool. Thank you guys, greatly yeah, appreciate it. Let me um, let me jump to body, uh, guys. Please stick around if if you can. 
Uh, buddy, yeah, want, want to uh, continue on with your with your feedback? Um, that was really all I had. I think I saw a couple people on the YouTube comments suggesting Starlink, even though sometimes mm-hmm. I don't have the most positive words to say about Musk. I do have friends that use Starlink, and it seems to work. That might be an option to help the internet. Sweet, sweet. And what what's your you know uh, locations for Monerotopia next year? What, what, I like Mexico City. Thing? I think it's pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. I've never been to Europe, and I've always been meaning to go. So if I had a good excuse, then I'd definitely go. We do have MoneroCon coming up in a month. Uh, yeah. Are you guys going to uh, Zano Team? Are you guys going to MoneroCon? Oh, sweet. Oh, nice. Okay, we'll we'll see you there. Andres, Andreas else? is gone. Sweet. Are you are you coming, guys? There. That's yeah. the plan. Unless... That is the plan. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's great. Yeah. Uh, while we'll be speaking there, that's great. Fantastic. Fantastic. Awesome. Yeah, cool. I will be giving a talk on, on the farm. So uh, now I feel like more a bit more confident uh, from an airport because it was like my first time on stage uh, giving a, giving a talk. So thank you for that opportunity. And yeah, I would really uh, glad to see you on an airport. Sweet. Yeah, we'll see you. Get, we'll be hanging out with you guys talk, in Prague. Someone asked you. We'll, we'll be a little Prague. bit more relaxed since we won't yeah. be running the conference. We'll be, we'll be doing media. We'll just Doug will just be stalking everyone. Yeah. So. <laughs> Just bear with that. <laughs> what do you uh, is that a more technical conference? Or? Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. Although, like we said, you know, there were a lot of technical, uh, highly technical talks at Monerotopia. But yeah, MoneroCon is really more uh, focused on that for sure. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's always been an amazing conference. This is the third one. Last one was in Lisbon. And the year yeah, the year before was, was Denver. Denver. Yeah, right, or not yeah. two years before. It was yeah, it was Denver. two years before COVID yeah. was in Denver. That was fun. And then yeah, last year was in Lisbon. This year will be in Prague. So yep. looking forward to going there. Digoon, what's going on, man? I think he stepped away from his computer. Oh, okay. He just logged on. Um, <laughs> do we do we want to do the price report? I don't know. It's uh, I guess your call. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll jump in and we'll do the price report. If you guys want to stick around, by all means, please do. If not, we understand you want to get back to your your non crypto lives. Um, but thanks everybody for jumping up and giving you guys. I'm really sorry. I, I have to check out from apartment uh, really right now, so I'm gonna sure. leave. But right. thank you everyone thank you for jumping on. Really, really pleasure. Thank you, Andre. Thank you, Sabo. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye. Enjoy the rest of your day. So um, bye, Andres. Take care. Enjoy the rest. Bye of your day. bye. See you, in Prague. Bye. Yes, you in Prague. See you in Prague, man. Um, um, body, you wanna uh, add your screens? Okay, yeah. So then. Thank you all. If you guys want to stick around, you're more than welcome to. This mouse is giving me problems, so bear with me. Oh, yeah, uh, we'll, Digun is, yeah. We'll do the price report, and then I think is Digun going to do a yeah, little Yeah, he's dev, just getting his uh, camera ready. All right, sweet. Yep. And then we'll so do I the guess we'll report. just uh, jump to the price report. The Monerotopia price report segment is sponsored by Local Monero. Avoid using KYC exchanges. Buy and sell Monero directly for fiat, peer-to-peer. Okily jokily. I think you're on. All right. All right. So take it away, my friend. So uh, we've had about two weeks now without a price report, and a lot of stuff has happened, so I'm going to fly. You know, I don't too fast, but uh, let's get it. Um, okay, so uh, big news is that the Fed hiked rates by 25 basis points. The market was expecting that. No big deal. Um, we're looking at here the inflation numbers, which came out like uh, the week after Fed did the, the 25 basis point rate hike. Um, the, the numbers are still coming down, but you'll notice that they've kind of slowed down. So uh, these were the numbers from last month, and then these are the numbers from um, this last week. So, um, you know, we're, we're finally below 5% on the CPI. 
Um, the core inflation is still, and that's largely because of rents. Um, and then the producer price index is down at 2% base. Uh, so that's really good on, on that front. Um, kind of good signs that may renormalize the economy somewhat. The Fed's balance sheet uh, basically flattened out. Um, remember, we talked about the March, you know, printing to save the sum just enough um, so that it didn't collapse, but not so much that, you know, we have a new bull market um, or a crazy bull market. So as of the last, um, the last numbers here, from last week, um, basically that that flattened out. So maybe this isn't quite um, going to come all the way back down here, which to me would be a good sign that we're not necessarily going to have some crazy major washout. Because if the Fed balance sheet tends to go down and down and down, um, that that would be kind of a bad thing. So um, this flattening out is maybe kind of a, a little bit of a good sign. Um, one thing we talked about previously too is these housing starts. Uh, the sorry, the single family home prices. And how basically in the springtime, we should see this go back up. So this right here, the fact that it started going back up, if this sawtooth continues up into the summer, that should kind of indicate that um, the housing market isn't about to collapse. Um, at least the uh, the retail housing market is about the commercial real estate problem. Um, let's go ahead and take a look at the interest rates really quick. This um, this right here with the white uh this, this bump right here, that was the Federal Reserve raising it up 25 basis points. The gray lines are the short-term three and six months. And then you've got all your other ones here. Y you can see that we're basically still pretty inverted on the yield curve. I, I made a little bit of kind of a fix to my overall yield curve inversion down here in pink. Um, basically, uh, I had disincluded the one year on this, and that was because I was getting more data from more historical data. But I really wanted to see the full yield curve inversion, which involves factoring. So basically, we've got pretty much still heavily inverted yield curve, more so than past. So that's just one thing to keep in mind. We haven't started correcting to a normalized yield curve. If this thing shoots up and the yield curve starts correcting, it's historically been associated with large market crashes, along with the Federal Reserve rapidly dropping rate. So right now, it seems like, like steady. Uh, the next thing that we'll look at is the U.S. 10-year. So the U.S. 10-year is basically stable. It's been flat for a while now. This is good. This essentially gives us an idea of stability in the system. We're not looking at terribly dire or tish either. One thing that is important that we've seen now is the U.S. dollar in the Dixie has broken out of kind of its local its local chart pattern here. So you can see back, we'll uh, go backwards a little bit. We'll go to the Dixie. So this kind of correlated to the bottom of risk assets and obviously the top of the dollar index, and it's sort of been falling ever since. We've been talking about for the past, really for the past month or so, that this was still kind of a downtrend. I was really kind of hoping to hit this down here. My thinking was that that would give us a big bump in risk asset, including money. That didn't really happen. We have been talking for a while about how we, we expected the Dixie to eventually reverse and try to make another run to the upside, particularly because we see this divergence here on the Z-scores, which are a momentum indicator. So we were seeing momentum divergence to the positive side, even as it was still down on, on the representation of, of the dollar index value. And now that we've broken through this really as of last night, um, it's it's possible like this thing can break and then maybe come take one more test down here, but this thing expected to, to start going up. So that's kind of a signal on the negative end that would say, hey, maybe the market's pullback, maybe crypto and stocks need a pullback. Uh, we'll get to stocks here pretty quick. Um, we'll take a look at oil and then we'll be close to done with the macro. Um, so we've been looking at oil for a long time. This is kind of the weekly chart. So we get a big picture, broad view. These dotted lines right here are going to be the next place where we're gonna support for the oil price. I think this is good. Going below this right here would kind of, to me, signal problems like what was happening. I always forget I'm not supported. 
but with the whole, you know, uh, thing that happened in March shall not be named. So anyways, basically oil has broken down from its local structure, which to me isn't a big deal at all. Uh, flat, stable is a good sign. We just want to see how they are. I think that's what the Federal Reserve wants. I think that's what the government and the economic system want right now is just to basically keep the ships and not let it. Okay, so um, we're talking about oil. It looks like it broke down from this local structure. We've had this drawn out really for months. And um, this is not a bad thing. This area down here should act as support. That's very strong support. It's very natural levels for, for years. So um, that's oil. And uh, oh, let's take a look at the Federal Reserve. Oh, this thing is stable. You can see we've got this like megaphone pattern. I'm not really sure that that matters. It might. I'll leave them there. But this megaphone pattern might not not really matter so much, right? We're basically just kind of trending here. It's possible that if we break this line here, that could signal that would maybe corroborate like the Dixie's moving up and pull back something like that. But for now, um, this is just flat, steady. Nothing really. Let's take a look at gold here, getting more sovereign type asset. And um, we we saw the potential for gold to make big breakout. I, I've been saying this for a long time. I, I like being in gold right here. It's it's strong. It has very low downside and significant potential to revaluate at some point. And and, and I kind of use this as my play in terms of like I don't really know exactly what the market's going to do necessarily or when it's going to do it. And gold tends to start spiking up some expected. So it, it's a good way to save money with the potential that maybe you could get a big save months. Uh, but at any rate, for the meantime, we're kind of looking at gold had the opportunity to break out. We're seeing kind of like uh, this almost looks a big star. It's very, very close. It's very close to sort of this, um, you know, kind of like this big long-term lifetime uh, limiting resistance looking at the weekly chart. So it, you know, we do know that the powers that be don't like gold to be going up. They like to keep it down as much as possible. So we've got all these wicks here on the weekly where it's like it tried to get up, it tried to get up, and it's just having too many problems. So we might some kind of pullback on gold here. That wouldn't be surprising. I would hope that it could hold this area and then start moving up again. One thing that we know is that if markets are going to go on a reversal, gold tends to go with it. It seems to be loosely correlated with risk assets now, and it tends to lead risk asset bull market. It definitely led the um, this little mini bull market that we've had so far. Gold definitely led the way into that. So um, yeah, we'll just have to keep an eye on this. I know I've got a lot of lines drawn here. I don't want to get too into it. We've got too much to cover. One thing that I've started doing now is combining Bitcoin and ETH market caps. I, I think that they are both very, very relevant now. People say that Bitcoin is the god market of crypto or whatever. It's, it's the daddy of crypto. You know, at this point, ETH is equally as relevant as Bitcoin, especially since Bitcoin is now basically just doing shitcoins like ETH. So um, essentially, this chart right here is the market cap of Bitcoin and ETH combined. Uh, you can see that we kind of got this little bit of a broadening structure on the way up. This splitter line right here kind of got taken out recently. But really, if you look at this being the August highs, that's why we drew this, this dotted line right here. We're basically sitting at the dotted line. And one thing you can see is that this is this wick down here almost kind of looks like a shooting star. So any movement back to the upside could very well, that, that could be mildly positive. We're not looking at like necessarily having to come all the way down here, although that is possible. The other thing to note about Bitcoin total um, pretty much most of the crypto charts right now, or at least Bitcoin total and Ethereum, um, this sort of structure that we've drawn here with these lines kind of being the bounding ring, these lines can be drawn so many different ways that it's hard for me to really be convinced any one of these lines in particular is the best line to draw. Uh, this gets more problematic when we look at Bitcoin in total within a second. Uh, but overall, this is kind of like what the, the sort of like big, big, broad picture of crypto looks like. Um, when you exclude shit, maybe I should add Monero in here. Call Monero shitcoin. That's not what I. 
Okay, so um, all right, let's take a look at the NASDAQ really quick. NASDAQ has been in this big upward channel basically since November of last year. And it's just like, just been positive, slowly, mildly positive, kind of working its way up there. I wouldn't really expect that this is going to get beat at any point. Oh, sorry about that. I wouldn't expect that this is going to be beat anytime soon um, like that. So pretty much, you know, just kind of expect that to happen. I, I mean, it could also go to, to the downside as well, but just don't expect any massive like breakouts. Um, the other thing to think about is that last year in March, this was sort of, uh, or sorry, not in March, um, the August top last year for the NASDAQ was right here. So that's kind of why we draw this dotted line as well. Um, but anyways, like it's, it's still looking mildly positive. Some part of me on a shorter timeline might want to try and draw like um, a, a rising wedge, you know, like to try and draw a wedge structure right here. I'm not entirely sure if I would believe that, but it, it, it's possible. This could be a rising wedge. Um, so just know that that's there. The S&P isn't doing quite as well as the NASDAQ. I guess there's still some banking woes. We still get some institutional failures. Um, but at any rate, we are still looking at positive momentum movement on the Z-scores, and the S&P is still kind of like moderately positive. It's really it's really having problems with these, uh, with these levels right there. So um, that's the NASDAQ, that's the S&P. Um, we've got the SSE composite. I kind of drew a new line. I, I previously had this line drawn as kind of like a rising wedge or, or something like that. Um, I, I ultimately deleted that line. Uh, I just you know had to cover it because I didn't want to be dishonest and be like, you're changing. Uh, so anyways, this bottom line right here looks like a more appropriate line to draw now, having abandoned the rising wedge from previously. And the SSE composite is just Shanghai, China, which tends to be positively correlated overall with, with global markets, global risk. Um, the next thing, we'll go ahead and check out um, Bitcoin in total, just because everyone's always watching Bitcoin. Sorry about that, guys. All right. Um, okay, so... Okay, so we kind of fell out of this uh, this yellow box that we'd drawn here. There was right around uh, right around this moment right here. There was there was a rumor that the United States government had sold off almost ten thousand Bitcoin again, and then so the market dropped. I don't know if the market dropped because of that rumor or if that was just a convenient excuse. Right? Is it is it the cart leading the horse or the horse leading the cart or the market makers leading the plebs? I don't know. But at any rate, uh, we did fall out of that. We're sitting right now at this very very long. Um, this very, very long uptrend line. It's really the last sort of uptrend line that you could draw from, um, from all the way back to 2015 on Bitcoin. So we're basically sitting there, and that, that's why that line is, is a little bit darker uh, or a little bit um, bolder than, uh, than the other lines around it. So again, overall, like this still looks okay to me. You know, this is kind of, it's a bit of a bummer. Like we really wanted to be playing up here and then maybe trying to break this 31,000 level. Um, th there's no reason that that doesn't have to happen. One thing, another thing that's important to point out here, let's go ahead and delete that yellow box. We had a bit of a head and shoulders. So that would be uh, the shoulder and the head there. So the downside target from this would be somewhere like 24,000, right? So it doesn't have to go all the way down there, but maybe like that area could be could happen, 24,000 right there. Um, these, It's a smaller structure, so it's not really quite as important, but I have started to pay more attention to head and shoulders lately. Um, they do seem to to be significant. Um, let's go ahead. Uh, we don't need to look at total, total. We're just trying to fly through this. Uh, Bitcoin, Ethereum, it, it's important, again, that we keep an eye on Bitcoin, Ethereum. Um, we, we just want to keep confirmation that a sea change is happening in crypto. And I think with all the NFTs and, and the BRC20s on Bitcoin, we are now seeing sort of fundamental reasons why this sea change could be happening on crypto. And ETH BTC is a significant marker of that for me. So again, just in line with understanding the fundamentals, understanding the markets that we're playing in, 
we are seeing continued strength on ETH BTC. Um, it's not necessarily like immediate strength. We don't necessarily have to expect that this should break to the upside, but we are seeing positive divergence on the Z scores, and we've been seeing this for a while. So it would be totally unsurprising for this thing to pump to the top side. It doesn't have to do it now, but overall, this chart still has a lot of, um, let's just call it bullish hopium uh, baked into it. Okay, and finally, we can go to Monero. And so we had all our predictions here. <laughs> I guess um, I guess we were only off by, oh, 23%. Oh, you know, I mean, that's not bad. Crypto moves hundreds of percent. Anyways, those were our calls. Um, so we've got the weekly here. We, we had our final boss trend line. We basically broke it. Let's zoom into the daily now. And one thing that happened is we broke this line uh, in a very similar way that XMR BTC broke its trend line, like its massive trend line from, uh, from last year when we finally broke, when XMR BTC finally broke through, it was like up, down, up, down, up, down, you know, whatever. And then finally, finally made it through. Um, that seems to be a similar story happening here with the Monero US dollar. So this right here, this line was the primary like final boss resistance line. And then it seemed like, I don't know, it's just like this, this new line here, this new capping line just magically appeared. And now we're just kind of in this channel, um, sort of trending down a little bit. I think that's on purpose. I don't think it's an accident that Monero breaks resistances this way. I think there's probably a lot of pressure to prevent Monero from breaking resistances. There's a lot of fighting that happens there. Probably a lot of shady stuff that we'll just never know about. We can only maybe guess and speculate on. Um, at any rate, we are coming up um, eventually here in a couple months on like the very, very long-term um, uptrend line right here. So the one from, you know, really from years. Uh, we've also kind of got this, this minor line right here. We're coming up on that as well. I mean, I, I really, I'd rather not hit that at all, but I mean, that might happen. At any rate, um, one thing we might sadly need to expect is that if crypto goes on a pullback in general, this, oops, um, this area right here would be something to expect if we get a pullback in crypto and stocks. So just, hmm. just know that um, while things are largely steady, there are conflicting signals that Dixie is trying to rise now. That doesn't mean crypto can't rise with the Dixie. That can happen um, simultaneously, but the, the signals are starting to look a little bit more conflicted, although um, you know it does look like broad stability. So let's take a look quickly at Monero and Bitcoin, uh, or Monero versus Bitcoin. So on the, on the daily chart, we for a while we had this kind of like falling wedge. We broke through it. We came back down, and then uh, and then ultimately, you know, we saw the real pressure for the movement here uh, manifested itself. Even though it's like th this right here, that that shouldn't really happen. Like, I mean, okay, everything's probabilistic. The way we look at these charts, anything can happen. Um, but it just seems like I see more of this on Monero. It's like you break a structure, it should be bullish, and then it's not bullish. So at any rate. Um, you, you can kind of see that we have now what looks like still kind of a wedge. Using, we still got kind of like this descending wedge, which it looks like we've broken, um, but I wouldn't put it past necessarily, you know, the powers that be to try and force this back down. Really, the answer to what happens with XMR BTC is going to lie in where the broad crypto markets go. So if, if the broad crypto markets are positive and everything's going up and everything's pumping, well, this is going to come back down. Like, that's just how that, that, that works. So let's take a look at the weekly just to get a better um, feel for that. So you'll remember XMR BTC, we had this broad um, tr like lifetime triangle. This should be where those yellow circles are. That should be very good support. Um, so we might, again, we might end up down there. If XMR BTC price starts rising, um, that, that might be another kind of signal that, hey, 
Um, the markets are taking a, a pullback, but it's not a leading signal. It happens in real time. We've also got XMR Ethereum, where XMR sort of broke this descending channel right here, and it's kind of on its way up. We'll see if that can continue. Um, right now, you know, I mean, it looks nice. Like, it's nice to break this structure to the positive side, and it's definitely confirmed at this point. This, I mean, on the balance of probabilities, these kinds of chart structures should continue to go up, right? XMR should continue doing well relative to Ethereum. So maybe there are fundamental reasons though, right? Maybe, maybe XMR and Monero is getting a little bit more attention now since Bitcoin has had problems. I've even seen guys um, out in the Bitcoin space that are like basically totally mostly pro Bitcoin say, hey, I'm, I'm getting interested in Monero because of all the shitcoinery happening on Bitcoin. Um, we didn't think that this was possible and, and now it's happening. So there's a little bit more openness I'm seeing out there, which could be a fundamental driving force for Monero going up uh, relative to Ethereum and Bitcoin even if the, the crypto market stays reasonably positive. Um, and the very last thing that we'll take a look at here after I clear away my proprietary scripts um, is Bitcoin versus NASDAQ and, uh, and total versus NASDAQ. So this is the daily chart. You can look down here on our x-axis to get a feel for what the timelines are like. Basically, it had broken out. It was looking very good. And then now, um, I don't know what the deal is, but uh, Bitcoin is just having a hard time holding some key levels. Um, right now, you would, you would call this dotted line right here a key level um, that's been a key level. So hopefully um, we would see this hold. Hopefully we would see this continue to go up there. Um, and then total versus the NASDAQ. Hey, what happened to it? All right. Well, I'm not going to try and look for that. We don't really have time today. But uh, just use Bitcoin versus NASDAQ as kind of a proxy here. There was a lot of good stuff happening. It seems to have gone down. One thing that might concern me about this chart is that this right here does look a bit like a head and a shoulders. So the downside target from that would probably be somewhere around here, which we kind of almost made too many squigglies happening right now. Uh, we, we almost made the downside target from that head and shoulders. So hypothetically, this thing might have washed out sufficiently, um, especially with that wick down. Um, so hopefully we can get a little bit more positive action. I was really kind of hoping that Bitcoin could make the mid thirties to, to maybe the low forties, um, before we get like a, a really major washout, which I think is still a, an acute possibility later this year. Um, but for the meantime, things look stable, but there does seem to be growing risk in the markets in general. So that's the price report today. Um, hopefully, uh, hopefully you guys got something good from it. Awesome, man. Awesome. So what do you think? Was was there any Monero-topia effect uh, with regards to Monero-BTC ratio or is that uh, other factors? Oh, let's go down to the uh, to the lower time frames and see. I, I mean, mean you saw transaction count, right? We hit an all-time, well, not an all-time high, but we hit a recent high in transaction count on on the during the weekend. Uh, we hit 30K daily transactions. Um, yeah, that was beautiful. Looks okay. like... Um, had a 300% increase in, in downloads from Mexico. Uh, I think but, it is yeah, possible. Are we dreaming? Is there an actual effect? No, I think it is It is possible. It does seem reasonable that there was an effect. We were definitely in an uptrend um, before Monerotopia, but probably this spike up right there um, did have something to do with Monerotopia. That would be yeah. very unsurprising. Um, in terms of the ratio, I mean... Yeah, we were we were kind of in a in a mild uptrend, but then as we got into Monerotopia, yeah, there was there was definitely had had a much more significant uptrend there. Um, so it, it probably was a factor. It's hard for me to say how much of a factor in terms of the XMR BTC ratio, but um, but I have to imagine it, it probably was somewhat of a factor. The transaction count that was a very significant upswing. But like you said, I mean, I, I think obviously that was due to uh, the 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 uh, congestion in the bitcoin network right it's probably more likely that it was attributed to that it, it could be you know it could be both 
you know what? Screw it. It was all Monero tokens. <laughs> Aren't you sweet? <laughs> no, because I think we, we saw other other cryptos their transaction counts go, uh, which oh, is great. Which is great. I think I think it was uh, that's beautiful to see, right? Um, Bitcoin kind of kind of failing as digital as Bitcoin's failing as digital cash. People are are opting to other cryptos that are doing that aspect better so yeah i mean i hate to i hate to celebrate on you know on any bitcoin failures or anything um we really had hoped for more but it's also kind of like well you know we we do kind of want reality to it to assert itself at some point and not just have the rose-colored glasses like max kaiser at the bitcoin conference <laughs> you know yeah i don't think about that um all right man thank you so much Thanks for doing this after a, a long week of Monero. <laughs> a long weekend, hey, thank you. month of Monero. Monero Tokyo was amazing, and uh, I really appreciate everything you guys do. Yeah, thank, thank, you. thank you so much for everything, man. Yeah. The, the price reports and then helping us out with the event. I greatly so we hope you it. had a fabulous time. Yeah. Hey, that was free booze. That, you know, that was easy. Yeah, that was <laughs> it. That's true, actually. <laughs> you did well, manning that stand. <laughs> did everything right. I could. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right, guys. Talk to you later. All right. Talk to you later. later Bye-bye. All righty. Let's move on to the dev set. And now for the Monero development segment. Hello. Hello. Oh, I thought I edged you. Ha uh-huh. Hello. Hi. <laughs> How's it going? It's going pretty well. Good, good. How'd you like Monerotopia? <laughs> oh, it was great. I was um out of commission for a large majority of it, but it was great. Uh, the bit that I, I know, saw so online. I know you like appeared out of nowhere. We saw <laughs> I was like, I didn't see you yesterday. Like and you're like, well, like... I wasn't here. I was like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got hit, huh? Yeah. I sh- but it might have, I mean, I went to a buffet. So, I mean, yeah. Mistakes yeah. were made. <laughs> Lessons <laughs> Mistakes were, were made. Lessons were learned. <laughs> But um, yeah, outside of that, everything was great. Um, seeing people in person was very interesting. I don't know if y'all know this, but Doug is Jack. Oh, like on camera, yeah, you're on camera. I'm like, okay, Doug's like, I'm like, Doug is. I'm like, Doug hits the gym. Let's let y'all know let's, that. Let's bring him down from his cloud because he's already. Like, <laughs> way up How do you say that? Because when I met when we met you, we were looking. Up, yeah, well, I was like, like well, I'm a huge as you can tell. How tall? I was like, holy shit, you're super tall. I'm, not, I'm like just six one. Tall. Well, yeah, for yeah. me, that's a giant. So yeah. I'm short. I'm like five and a quarter. Yes, I had. Also, quarter. I really love the dress you had on the first day. Was that the first day? Yeah, the first yeah, I day. I had a dress for every week, every day, basically. But <laughs> was, was that like custom made? Like, how, do you, how do you get a custom dress made? Yeah. Like, how's that work? I did. I mean, I, I found a place and she, I was she, able she's to gonna start selling them. I, think. I, so she, she I love want to give them. Away her, I love her, it. Her traits <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, basically, I got it kind of custom made. Yeah, I was very excited about the dresses. Oh so. man, I feel horrible that you got sick, man. That that's I know. No, I, I was out for like one day. It's fine. I yeah. mean, I wish we got to spend more uh, quality time together too. I, I mean, that's with a lot of people because we were running around so much. But yeah, awesome. the couple of moments we had was I'm glad we got to meet some. Oh yeah, no, I'm so glad y'all are awesome. No, <laughs> you're awesome. people. <laughs> yeah, it was cool meeting everyone in person. Yeah, because we've met you remotely in person. Did you have any any good convos with the devs? Were you able to kind of get, get some FaceTime with anybody? Well, see, I'm like kind of. Like I guess like awkward in person because I saw Cole and Justin working on something, but I didn't want to like creepy like online. If they like talk, I, I can just listen. 
<laughs> right? I can I can like go into the dev chat and just and just sit there and creep, but in person, <laughs> that's not socially acceptable. <laughs> but I did have some great conversations. They were like having a conversation off like um near the bar, and I was like, oh, what are y'all doing? They're like working on some really cool stuff. I'm, I'm not gonna say what it was. It was like. I was like, Jesus Christ. So like That's that sweet. was really cool. But the talks are really cool. Like I got to meet um Ruben from Fire was really which was awesome. Justin, like all those people were really cool to meet in person. And so uh other than your your bad experience with the Mexican water or whatever it buffet, was. Buffet, the buffet. <laughs> you wonder, um what do you think of next year, man? Mexico again, other ideas? What, what what's your take? I'm indifferent. This is my first time out of the country, so I'm down to go sweet. wherever y'all go. Sweet. More excuse to travel. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah. Take it away. What? I don't even know what you're talking about this week. Oh, Monero Node. Okay, sweet. Yeah, take it away. Yeah. So this is um actually happened today. I'm going to be talking about some issues with um trusting remote nodes that Monero has right now, or any cryptocurrency has actually. This actually happened, I think, two weeks ago. But let's get into. I can show you the Reddit post. But yeah, so basically, there was a security advisory put out. The details are not public yet, right? So we don't know exactly what the issue is, but it was an issue put out with if you trust a remote node, they can do things like um, feed you bad information, which could lead to you losing money, essentially. They can't like take money out of your wallet, of course. So this isn't like directly, they can't directly do it, but there are some major issues with this. And this goes for any cryptocurrency. I want to be clear about that. Any cryptocurrency that you're trusting a remote node, they can feed you bad information and do all kind of mischievous things, right? So you should really have your own node. But let's get a little more into the details about we, what we do know about this issue, specifically with Monero right now. Um, what do we know? Well, when you have bugs like this, they sort of get a rating from 1 to 10. This one got around a 6.5. And there's a bunch of uh, calculations that go into calculating how bad um, an exploit is. So it was about 6.5 out of 10. Like, it gives you a scale for how, I guess, bad this issue is. But once again, they can't directly steal funds, but they can hurt your privacy also. And they can probably feed you fake data, which can make you, like, spend more money than you need to on a transaction, raise your fees, things like that. But we're not sure. The only people that know for sure are the people on the Monero core team that have access to the report on the bug right now. And how can this be fixed? Well, um, when it, in the Reddit post, there was a you can do like make a change to random X, and that would allow you to do other things with it to verify the data that you're getting. I believe is the gist of it, but that's going to have to come at a hard fork, right? You can't just force this patch into the network right now. So they're probably going to wait until Seraphis or some other thing and patches in with that. But um, long term, you should run your own node, right? Even if they do patch this issue, you should not be trusting random nodes with your privacy information they can make you spend more money on transaction i was on twitter and i saw i think monero profit almost got tricked in, into spending 400 usd on a transaction and that was just today so you aware run your own node long term but i have some good news for you that i found out at monerotopia was announced um doug and and his team actually have uh monero Noto, yeah. This is public information, right? Yeah, this is this is public information. I mean, we were just kind of kind of soft launching it. Uh, definitely at MoneroCon will be a little bit more aggressive because we're going to be there. The guy Abdullah is who I'm working mm -hmm. on it with, and so he's going to be at MoneroCon in person presenting it. But yeah, go ahead, take it away. 
Oh, wow. I have so many questions for you after this. But yeah, basically, you should run your own node. And you have basically two ways. You can run it in the cloud, which is it's in the cloud, right? So the issue with that. But the best and most private and secure way is to run your own node on-premises. And what um, Doug and Sunita and team have done here is pretty much put a computer in a box that you can plug and play, and you'll have your own node. And it's really cool. And here's a spec sheet for it. I mean, this spec sheet is crazy. You talk about... 16 gigabytes of RAM, one terabyte of storage. It has backup storage. Even has a GPU because this one actually has a screen on it also. This is the first node that I've seen that has a screen on it. So I I can imagine the amount of um, interactions you can get with it and how much easier it's going to be. All right, I don't want to hype it up too much because it it is in um, pre-order stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please do. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we, we, need get, disaster. we need to get the pre-orders um going so that we could essentially we have to put up uh 15k up front to to develop it mm-hmm. uh, you know everything everything's in place we're ready to kind of hit the the go the, the go button on producing these uh it's been a long time actually been working on this for how long like well over a year. Oh yeah. Like the, it's, how do you keep these things a secret? Like I didn't even know. Like just re- just dropped well, it one day. I didn't want to talk about it until we knew that we could make it happen. Right. So we're we're there. We can make it happen. Um, we got to iron out. I think we have it listed as five hundred, including shipping. But I uh-huh. might change that up just because I don't want us to get screwed over. Do you want me to share um, the website? Yeah, yeah definitely okay. share the website. I don't know if I can. With- uh, Actually, if I people want to place an order, please please do. I mean, that will that will give us momentum. I'm looking to get like 25, at least so, 25 okay. pre-sales. Uh, and then we'll feel very confident with moving moving ahead. And I guess if we don't get those, maybe we would abandon the project. But this is a dream come true for me. Oh, yes. Yeah. I did this because this is something I want. I don't. Know if you, I don't know if anybody listening. If you guys remember Monero Box from years years past, it was the first attempt at a plug and play Monero node. I actually did a, a Monero Talk interview with the guy. I mean, that must have been like I don't know when that was. Twenty eighteen. That, that was that was a long time ago. And he uh, he just never really followed through with the project. So we actually consulted him. We had him on board with this, helping us out a little bit. And uh, Abdullah, who I've never met in person, but he had reached out to me and we started this project together and he, he really ran with it. Right. So I was just kind of the 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 idea guy and the motivation for somebody who wants a plug and play Monero box. And he got this all together and he's been working on it, hustling on it. And uh, it's if it's as as good as he as he describes to me and us, uh, it really is a dream come true. So, I mean, basically, it's at the point where you'll be able to input your view key into into the Monero Noto box, uh, even on the box itself. Uh, And it's going to be running a uh, my Monero server. Right. So you'll mm-hmm. be able to hook up your own, you know, your own wallet to to it easily, and have the, um, I guess, the, the speed and convenience of something like a My Monero without sacrificing any of your privacy, because your view key will be on your own My Monero server, not on uh, some company's servers, right? Like My Monero or mm-hmm. Exodus, right? We you'll be able to have the convenience of an Exodus or a My Monero wallet, which as those who use it know is is instant, right? Compared to something like Cake, where it's a, a true wallet where you have to down a true full wallet where you have to download and scan the entire blockchain. When you're using something like My Monero, that scanning is taking place on their servers. But now the idea with and with the uh, 
Monero Noto is you'll be able to very easily in a way where somebody like me can do it and get it up and running, uh, get your Monero node up and running by literally just plugging it in, uh, you know, with one or two steps, making it as simple as possible. And then uh, secondly, being able to use it at easily con connect it as your own node that your wallet can connect to. Uh, and third, using the My Monero server if you want to go if you want to go that route, so you could have the experience of something like a My Monero wallet, which is a, a light wallet without sacrificing any security or privacy. And that's kind of the the overall vision. Yeah, this thing, the spec sheet for this thing is crazy. One terabyte of storage, and I think that that's projected to last you five years. I think I saw somewhere like five years of constant twenty four seven like uptime. It's it's really, you know, what material is this? You said it's aluminum in person, I believe. Yeah, we'll have uh, we'll have Abdullah come on and do a okay. show on it. He's going to present again. I don't want to I don't want to put out any misinformation. Uh, he's he's the tech guy behind it all, so he'll he'll give you all the detailed specs and can answer all all questions. Definitely have him on soon. Um, yeah, man, it's uh, we it's really we, cool. We definitely appreciate anybody that wants to be kind of an early bird and you know, pre-order because that will give us the momentum to place the large order. And, you know, God forbid, if for some reason things aren't working out, uh, we would return all the money. Uh, and, you know, this isn't just some random uh, startup. This is me, Doug Tootman. <laughs> I'm behind it. So uh, you could trust that if there's any bumps in the road, uh, we'll send back all your money if for some reason or if we don't get enough orders uh, for us to, you know, there's, this really isn't a money-making proposition until we get hundreds and hundreds of orders. But if we could at least get like 25 or 50 up front, it gives us the momentum to know that we will at least not lose a lot of money on it. <laughs> we can we can near break even, and maybe eventually start to make start to make money off of it. I'm trying to keep it as accessible as possible. Like I said, main goal is for people to be able to people like me. To be able to run their own node, uh, just plug and play. And you, in addition to to adding, you know, adding all your, to be able to run Monero in the best way possible for you personally, right? It's mm -hmm. also obviously adding to the security of the network as a whole, right? So it's kind of the dream. If we if if every Monero user was running their own Monero node, uh, you know, the the ecosystem would be that much stronger and robust. Yeah, and it's a, it's a requirement. I said well, for. Right now, I know Monero has a like a bug out right now, but even if they patch that, this is still gonna be true. You should always run your own node. It is it is a supreme form of peer to peer digital cash as we love around here. So however you do it, I think Monero node is gonna be a great option. And I'm so excited for it. I wish I had it like I'm like I saw it in person at the um. I wish I saw it in person at the Monero Topia. That would have been like awesome. <laughs> it I, looked well, really we're, cool. We're obviously yeah. going for that, but we had a lot on our plate. Um, and yeah. So even the website, we were a little like apprehensive little... about putting it up, but we said let's let's get it up. Uh, so we got the website up. By MoneroCon, we hope to have the actual boxes there. Oh. A couple of them with us that will bring <laughs> us. Yeah. I'm a lot because yeah. I don't know who you said. Uh, uh, I didn't pronounce the person's name. Abdullah. Yeah, they're like amazing. Like I look at the code. The website looks beautiful. The, the they they do all like they do like the CAD, all that, all the code. It's like amazing oh, Abdullah, stuff. Abdullah, no, Abdullah's He's been like hiring kind of people along the way yeah. that we've been paying in Monero. You know, like any oh, other... I thought just one guy. I'm like, oh yeah, my yeah, god, how is he? Have various yeah. devs that have helped us along the way. Yeah, you kept uh, it a secret. Abdullah's just been project managing it. 
Well, not a secret. I just wasn't out there. I actually until made some mention like of it on yeah. the show. If anybody listens very closely, but I have until it. confirmed, but like I did, you can't really. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want to be that guy, right? I don't want. I don't want to start uh, pushing something before I know we can actually get across the finish. So and now it's kind of almost there. So, so I'm confident that we can now make it across the finish line. And in fact, uh, pre-orders will help us in a in a very big way. But yeah, man, thank you for giving it uh, some attention oh yeah no thank you it was a really beautiful project i'm super excited about it and i didn't even get to watch abdullah's presentation on it because i was obviously busy but i did i did <laughs> peek up there because he was on the remote stage so i saw him for the first time because uh-huh. we've never i've never i've never seen him you know we've we've been talking for two years uh signal and telegram <laughs> and we have various chat groups <laughs> And for whatever reason, we never did a face, a face. No, actually. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> I, just, actually, I just thought I he never it. wanted to. But now in his, he did his presentation. I see him I'm like, oh, it's Abdullah. So, uh, but unfortunately his slides didn't work when he did it. Oh. Uh, so we'll edit those in. And then at MoneroCon, we're going to have a redo and he's going to be there in person. So I'm sure the presentation will be a lot better. And maybe I'll in that a little bit too, just to kind of give the overall as to why, why we're even pursuing this. Oh yeah. Is- is there a reason you didn't get the was it the CCS funding? I think Monero Box petitioned for something. You seem to do this all on your own. Is there a reason you chose to go that route? Yeah, I mean, my primary reason is just so we don't have too many cooks in the kitchen, right? So you do a CCS yep. funding, and now you have the entire Monero community that feels like they they run the project, which I get mm. it. I understand that. But that makes it a little bit harder to kind of move and pivot and make your own decisions. Same reason why we don't do CCS funding for the Monerotopia conference. MoneroCon does. They somehow manage to deal with all that. But <laughs> as nice as it is to have that security up front, it does kind of lead to some issues with management and being able to do what you want. For example, like we added all these privacy tech projects, right? We added Xano and, and uh, mm. Oxen and all these, but we didn't have to ask anybody, right? We didn't have to turn to the community and be like, hey guys, do you mind if we do this? Or do you mind if we take on this sponsor? Or do you mind if you know, we do it at this venue? Like the, that's a different approach. And I, I totally respect that. And I, I love that we have that uh, you know, with MoneroCon. But Monero, I think that's really what differentiates Monerotopia, right? We can we can pivot, mm. we can move fast, and we can kind of curate things ourselves without having to kind of ask for per- permission. And so it's the same thing with this Node project. We just wanted to to do it on our own. Um, but yeah, that makes sense. Wow. Yeah. And also, you know, I think we need that, right? Monero. We've we've had these conversations quite a bit. Monero. It can't just be that we constantly uh, we have to raise funding for project. It needs to be that true capitalism arises here. Mm-hmm. That people are able to run businesses, right? That somebody's able to run a conference without asking the community to fund it, but they run it in a way where it funds itself because it's attractive to people that want to attend. They want to buy tickets. They want to buy virtual conference tickets. They want to sponsor it and it becomes a self-sustaining business, right? And so we need to make sure that in Monero that these self-sustaining businesses arise, right? It can't just be all funding based because uh, long-term that's just not, that's not going to work. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Cool, man. Thanks for bringing it up. Yeah, of course. Well, that's pretty much it uh, for me today as far as uh, the issues go. Like I said, run your own note, please. Like, Doug's put out a great product here. You know, it's going to last you at least five years. Like, pre-order it. If you, like, just run your own note however you, however you can. <laughs> yes. And I see there are questions. Um, well, well, like I said, we'll have Abdullah on maybe even, like, within the next couple of weeks before MoneroCon. 
We'll have them on. We'll do a full presentation on it. We'll answer all your questions. People can jump up on stage and grill me and Abdullah, particularly <laughs> Abdullah. He knows the, the, the inner workings and we'll at, answer all questions on the Monero Nodo. Sweet, man. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank course, you for, thank for you. going to uh, Monero Topia. Hope you had a good time. Yeah, and- no, I did. Thank you so much. Thank you for putting it on. I feel like people, you guys make things look easy, but like, it was the first time I saw y'all in person. I just saw y'all just running back and yeah, forth. So I'm like, yeah, y'all doing a lot of work. Thank y'all. Yeah, no, thank you. Uh, I think I think of- some people witnessed the the non looking easy parts. Right? Yeah, it was very stressful. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna take a break. <laughs> so, <laughs> some of the flip out moments, uh, you know. And plus, it's stressful. Plus, for husband and wife, so you. That's like another layer. Uh, <laughs> y'all did. Y'all look pretty hopefully well. Hopefully, we still will be by by next. Monero, so, yeah. <laughs> the look of concern in Doug's eyes, like, wait, wait, we we will be right. <laughs> no, overall, it was just an awesome experience. I mean, it's that? stressful. Did, did crazy. That? He sees what's going on. <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> Monerotopia will be will be our child, no matter what. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's it's an awesome experience. It's just you know a lot a lot of work, and like he was mentioning before, you know, it's basically like the two of us running it. So it's it's a lot. I mean, we have obviously a lot of helpers. Which so is pretty yeah, 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 not to discount all. Yeah, yeah, and we got so if it, if we didn't get that help, mm-hmm. we would have just like died or I yeah and that's obviously one of the (laughs) biggest changes we need to make as well right like we greatly appreciate everybody's help but we put too much pressure on people that just kind of show up yeah we you know and moving i feel like very confident that next Monerotopia will be better organized oh yeah definitely you know it's all a learning curve because then the stress goes on them be like you know (laughs) we, we have people on the spot trying to help us figure things out um so we realized that. Yes, we and did. We're, we're very appreciative. Oh, God. Yeah. Thank you to everyone. <laughs> you have no idea. No idea. I think I said it like 8,000 times to people. <laughs> thank, thank you for all the help throughout all right. the weekend. But thank you for doing yeah. this. That's also thank another you. thing. Thank yep. you. Thanks, and it was also meeting you in person. See y'all soon. I'll see y'all soon. <laughs> all right. I'll see Cheers, you soon. Brother. Thank you. So let's, I guess, move on to the... Uh, uh, to Tony's segment, which now is a proper time to add him because I was by mistake adding the file and kind of cut bodies. Not, he, this is a pre-recorded. Yeah, he wasn't able to, but he will in the future. He's just, you know, uh, you know, life stuff. So, um, Tony, but, we missed you, man. I know we missed you so much. We really did. We'll probably jump on a call with him next yeah, week to yeah. kind of like chat it out. But uh, I guess let's move on to his. Let's do it. The Monerotopia Weekly News segment is sponsored by iVPN. Use a VPN to help prevent your online activity from becoming a permanent record. iVPN encrypts your data and DNS requests so your ISP or mobile network provider cannot monitor or log your online activity. Purchase an iVPN service today anonymously with Monero. Hey guys, welcome to the post Monerotopia 2023 news section. The conference was last week. And I wasn't able to attend, unfortunately. Um, and I'm still sad about it because I really wanted to see everybody and I really wanted to attend. But a lot of things happened. I moved out. I'm in a new place now and uh, some other things. Uh, but if you have attended, I hope you have, you had a lot of fun because the videos and pictures looked a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, let's get into, into the new section. We have couple of things from the conference. We have some things relating to CBDCs. So let's get into it. Um, actually, I, I recorded another video and then this video wouldn't have sound, which I'm not sure why. So I guess I'm just going to, it's just like 14 seconds. So I'm just going to, yes, he's literally saying that. Um, 
But he said he's essentially saying Brad Sherman is essentially saying that crypto bros made over a trillion dollars out of thin air. They'll accuse the U.S. government of doing the same thing, making money out of thin air. And uh, maybe we do, but we are the U.S. government. And then he made his face, <laughs> which is really funny. Um, so ever since we disassociated gold from the U.S. dollar, the U.S. dollar has become monopoly. It doesn't mean anything. We just gave it meaning and then we decided to make that as, as a medium of exchange but we we might as well use the rocks we might as you might as well use actual monopoly money that you find from the game uh, so this thing this thing doesn't have any value it's not backed by gold if you go to a bank they're not going to give you anything in exchange they're just gonna be nothing um i'm not gonna rip it <laughs> because i still need it um just not nothing um and then he says essentially that crypto bros made over a trillion dollars out of thin air so crypto is obviously a digital, a digital product. It does not have a physical reality. It's not like this dollar, right? You can't touch it, but it's physical and people believe in it. And that's what it gives the value that it has. It's like a Pokemon card. Some people pay, you know, for one, hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars, because they believe in that Pokemon card and whatever property it has. And same with cryptos, like people bought Dogecoin, they bought Shiba because they believed in the product and what it promises to do. Um, yeah, but so he basically said that the government is printing money out of thin air and that shouldn't be a surprise to anybody because they do. And they're just devaluing your money that you work so hard for. And I think it's about 10% per year that you're losing value. So if you have a million dollars, you lost a hundred thousand dollars by the time New Year's Eve, uh, hits. So yeah, happy new year. You lost a hundred thousand dollars. Let's go. <laughs> Let's lose more for next, next time. Um, or you can look into Monero and decide if, you know, you want to merge some of your money and preserve it. And it actually does a pretty good job at maintaining its value. And a lot of people don't know about it, but a lot of people will know um, about it. And I'm really excited to see what's going to happen by Monerotopia 2023, uh, 2024. Um, and this Topia 2023, it actually had a huge effect on the network and the trans on daily transactions. So we can see... So the conference was May 5th through May 7th. We can see on May 4th that we had like 33 transactions, right? May 5th, that's when everybody got to Mexico City. That's when everybody, you know, settled in. So 35, kind of shy. May 6th, 47. May 7th, 46. And then the conference ended and it went back to 35. And then 39, 39 and 35. So uh, the conference had an effect, that's for sure. Uh, Vic said that in the last seven-day period, compared to prior seven-day period, Cake Wallet and Monero.com saw an increase in downloads by 42% on iOS and 35 on Android, which is huge. It's almost half more. Um, it's really big. And then we have another chart from um, Doug. I think actually Senu made it and Doug reposted it. Um, but it's the number of transactions in blockchain per day. So we can see December 2022. Okay. Bit high, low, and then Monerotopia came and went up. Uh, why? Well, because we had vendors, we had uh, people were getting Monero for the first time, they were transacting with each other, uh, they were buying products, uh, t shirts, you know, hats, whatever, coffee, and what are other things we were selling. We had a lot of, <laughs> we had a lot of vendors actually. Um, let's see. We had, yeah, Pacha Bazaar, um, Happy Hands, Kalenda, uh, Humano. Vive, Rico, Tonal Lab, like a, a, lot, a lot of stuff. Um, so that's why it went up. 
Um, now, Monero posted, if you're bearish on Bitcoin, you should long Monero and vice versa. Bitcoin USD parity goes down. XMR Bitcoin goes up. Uh, by now, you should look into Monero if you haven't and maybe own some. Uh, maybe I own some. Maybe I don't. And you'll never know. And uh, yeah, but you sh should probably look into it. I'm not giving financial advice, but you should probably look into it. Um, of course, not just for the fact that it's going up because I don't really care uh, a form of money that is going to enable me to have more freedom, but it's nice. And uh, yeah, with adoption, the price is going to go up, but there's no reason to sell, just use it. Or I guess if you need to sell, sell. Um, then let's, let's talk about NIM and the fact that they uh, announced uh, integration of NIM's Mixnet with the Monero network. So essentially what it is, is that users, users gain an added layer of privacy at the infrastructure level, ensuring equal protection from financial surveillance for all. Um, really interesting. I'm really happy that they were able to attend the conference and that they were actually at the conference. So uh, we're probably going to see the, the speech soon. Um, if you want to test it out, it's, on, it's out on the StageNet. Make sure that you do. Let them know what, what you think. Um, like, share, and all the, or retweet on Twitter and all these things. Now I want to talk about DeSantis and Robert F. Uh, Kennedy and what they have in common. So what they have in common is the fact that they both do not like CBDCs and I also don't like CBDCs and you probably don't like CBDCs so we all have something in common. Um, but DeSantis signed a CBDC bill into law which is essentially restricting some uses of US and foreign CBDCs. He's encouraging other states to do the same. Uh, basically the new law prohibits the use of a US federal CBDC as money within Florida's uniform commercial code. Um, it also bans the use of CBDCs issued by foreign governments and calls on other states to use their commercial codes to institute similar prohibitions. So he's calling on other states to follow suit. Um, he, yeah, so he doesn't like CBDCs. Um, he says that I, I think they want to crowd out and eliminate other types of digital assets like cryptocurrencies, right? Why? Because they can control that, so they don't like that. Um, and they for sure don't like Monero. Uh, because they can't control it. But in the same way, like it helps us, but it, holds, it also helps them because then we can't see what they do with our tax money if they're going to use Monero to uh, move things around. So um, pro for them, pro for us, but I guess there's more cons for them because they can't control us anymore. Uh, but so essentially the bill stipulates that transactions involving CBDCs won't be afforded the usual UCC protections, potentially dissuading entities or individuals from engaging in such transactions with CBDCs, so he's making sure that people don't want to use CBDCs, essentially. And Robert F. Kennedy thinks the same. He has added anti-CBDC to his anti-establishment, anti-vaccination repertoire. Um, he talks about the environmental argument, which is a selected pretext to suppress anything that threatens elite power structures. Bitcoin, for example, obviously we believe, or I believe more in Monero than Bitcoin are doing that in threatening the elite power structure. Um, but yeah, governments are essentially using the excuse that crypto is bad for the environment and is destroying the Amazonian forest and all these things. So we should suppress it, which, you know, it's not true. I mean, it's becoming more environmentally friendly um, because of the eco-friendly um, methods that are coming around to, to mine it in a better way. Um, but yeah, so he also said that it's not outlandish to imagine that even here in America, your bank account could one day be frozen because of your politics or comments you've made on social. And we've seen this with PayPal, right? So with PayPal, for example, um, 
essentially, if you posted something political that is against their policy or anything that is against their policy and you're using PayPal, they're going to subtract 2,300 per action, 2,300. And if you're using PayPal, you can't say anything um, against them because you're using the platform. So if you don't want that to happen, then just don't use them. But it's going to come to CBDCs. You're going to have negative interest rates. They're going to freeze your account. They're going to make sure that you can't spend it in certain places. So CBDCs are something that we certainly do not want to have. Thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, the, all the links are in the description if you want to, to check them out. Uh, make sure that you watch the whole show, the price report, the dev report, just the whole show. Um, it's post Monero Topia 2023. Um, really interesting. So make sure that you watch it. And I'll see you guys in the next video. All righty. Thank you, awesome. Mr. Tony. Really appreciate the pre-recording. Yes. Thank you, thank you. We did miss him a lot, Mr. Tony. But uh, yeah. Thank you, thank you to everybody uh, who joined us this week. Obviously, once again, thanks to everybody that helped out with the conference or just thank participated, you, thank you. attended in in any form, in person or we virtually. Yeah, and we apologize for the the virtual, but I think it kind of all worked yeah. on its own. So all the virtual attendees, thank you for your patience because it was kind of hectic trying to balance the two. So we appreciate you know, the kind words and stuff. Cause people have reached out saying like, thank you. Even awesome. though you kind of like, yeah, we're not, we're not going to jump into the spaces today. I think we've, we've been going uh, on this marathon long enough. Yeah. We're take a little break. We got to go have some family time, much needed family time right now. Um, but thanks guys. Well, you will. S- oh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Time? You'll see. Doug. I'm going to take we're- a, I'm going to take a, a small little break, but you know, we'll decide next. He's going to take, take a step back a little bit. We need to chill on our end to make, correctly balance our, our lives. Here. While D Goon said we make things look easy. It was, it was a lot. It was extremely, uh, extremely stressful. Uh, but thank God the most stressful part was not knowing if things were going to work out. So once they did, we were huge oh, yeah. off of our shoulders. We're so it was, happy. It was amazing. That we I, lived up to the expectations. Any better actually. Cause yeah. I feel like it ended up going a lot. I mean, you know, Aside from the hiccups, but it went better than expected, to be yes. honest, in my opinion. But but I doubt that I'm go- not go- going anywhere. I'm sure I'll keep the- keep yeah, this going strong. I'll definitely <laughs> keep the Monero talks going strong. Maybe we'll take a. F- and then we have Monero Con coming, which up. we're looking forward to. That definitely will be there in person. I I I think we'll be doing videos there. Maybe yeah, we're, we'll we're doing media from yep. there. That that'll be very cool. Yeah, we have to get more details, but I do believe we are going to be doing media there. So we all we are hopefully going to meet you all there. Got to figure that out now that we have some time, but and yeah. Yeah. See you guys soon. Keep, keep a lookout for the Monero Noto. Yeah. Maybe that will be our next, our next, next week. We'll have Abdullah on. We will. Yeah. We'll definitely have him on, but till then, thank you guys. We Cheers hope. everyone. Love you guys. Peace out. Adios. Adios. Uh, we'll have to get a new mouse. <laughs> all right, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on this week's Monerotopia episode. We stream live shows every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern. You can find and subscribe to our show on YouTube and Odyssey or listen to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter or join us in the Monerotopia Telegram group. See you all next week.